Hello out of the broom cupboard! How are you doing? Hey everybody, Chris here, aka Yonko. Welcome back, uh, welcome to a new year as well, it's 2020, new year, new me, etc, etc. It feels like it's been ages since I've spoken to you guys, and that's because this episode itself was recorded last year in October, on Halloween in fact, in a hotel room in Media City, during the bulk filming for the brand new series of Crackerjack. You've already seen from the title who the guests are, and I don't really need to say too much about them. If you are listening to this podcast, chances are you are incredibly aware of Sam and Mark. So I'll leave it up to them and myself from the past to fill you in on all the whiffles and waffles and goodness. If you'd like to get episodes like this early, plus video content, including some stuff with Sam and Mark, then please consider supporting the show on patreon.com slash OOTBC. But enough shilling. It's time for the show. Pre-recorded intros are a separate thing because I feel it gets the business out of the way. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you don't want to talk shop in the middle of the actual thing. Yeah. You don't want to sit here while I ream off a menu of stuff. I hear you. Which is why we've actually already started. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hmm. Um, I'm sat across a table from two lovely, handsome gentlemen. One who's very warm. The other perturbed by how warm the other guy is. Surprised. Uh, it's a warm room. It is pretty warm. It's a warm room. Yeah, I'm usually the sweaty one. So yeah, <laughs> That's why I was so shocked. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Walked into this Mark's room and it's usually... Yeah, it was a bit warm. It's usually like a freezer. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And I just had salmon as well. It was it was a horrendous <laughs> combination. <laughs> Why did we Walked, decide to do this in Warm room. room and salmon. <laughs> Whammon. Yeah. It's your rider. You want the toasty room. It's a swarm. It's a gorge upon. Um, I just want to say on tape, if that is indeed what I can refer to this medium as, uh, thank you very much because you guys are busy as sin at the moment. We're recording this on All Hallows Eve 2019 yeah. um, amidst uh, uh, an avalanche of Crackerjack for you mm. two. Yeah, we're in the middle of the series now, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we start filming the fifth show of. 10 tomorrow so we are we're halfway through it and uh, yeah we're really enjoying it yeah it's great it's good it's a nice nice show it's going to be I think it's going to be a a good one for CBBC I really do fingers crossed anyway well we'll get we'll get on well we won't know well I I believe it is in very safe hands obviously in front of the camera Um, and we'll get into Cracker Jack a little bit later on okay crack into it as Mm -hmm. it were nice but whilst I've got you here uh, important question Who's better, Sam or Mark? Debate now. Go. Better at what? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> Everything. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Um, as, we've, as we've done so far on this show before, we've talked about everyone's sort of personal history with kids' TV and how they've got into it, mm. family entertainment, blah, 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 blah. I think if we did that individually here, this would be a four hour episode because there's yeah. two of you. Yeah, in that, well, that's room. true, yeah. yeah. Well, we, so, we kind of did it, to, we got into it together. Well, exactly, yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah. yeah do, where, how how far back do you want to go, Chris? Uh, the womb. The womb. <laughs> yeah, the womb. We didn't do that together. No. <laughs> it's like, you know, just, uh, mysterious. We never met, but for some yeah. reason we shared a womb. <laughs> um, that's weird. 
Um, but yeah, so what was your kids' TV experience as kids? What was the stuff you were guys watching when you were tiny humans? When I was a kid, my stuff was, uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but it was a bit more CITV. That's perfectly fine. Than CBBC. That's perfectly fine. This podcast uh, accepts all answers, even well, if they're wrong. Well, that's true. That's very... <laughs> wow. I did watch CBBC, but I must admit, my thing that I absolutely adored to watch was SMTV Live. Every oh, Saturday. Yeah. With Ant and yeah. Deck, and, and I just loved the humour, and I also loved that like my parents enjoyed watching that, and that was the thing that always stuck with me. Like my dad would sit and laugh his head off mm. at this kids' <laughs> show, and I was like, well, "This is brilliant! I'm watching this show with my dad, and my dad's loving it as well." It's, uh, so that I just used to love it, the humour of it. Um, you wanted to be there every Saturday, you know, instead oh, yeah. of just sat at home watching telly. You wanted to actually be there. So Chums was appointment viewing. Yeah, and, and yeah. look at the guests that they used to get. We had Tom yeah. Jones on it once. Oh my goodness <laughs> it, me. Like, all the Spice Girls were in it. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, we, as you, I'm sure, remember, Chris, like, you just struggle when it comes to guests. I mean, it doesn't help when you're doing shows that are pre-recorded uh, and a lot of the sort of big artists live down in London and we film a lot mm. of our stuff either in Glasgow, here in Manchester. It's not Mars, though, is it? It's not, and but... <laughs> Because they're pre-recorded and people just don't turn up. Yeah. Uh, so we, we we never end up getting no disrespect to the guests that we have. We have some great guests, but we never have the big names like we like then Mariah Carey on chums at one point. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I know you mean there's sort of a shift from that era in terms of like you know when it was shooting, how much the channels had respectively. Yeah. And granted, they had a lot more viewers like as, yeah, well, yeah. as well. Yeah, like so. there's channels, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, true. That's the Plus, this is the key, isn't it? Is a nightmare to get to in general. We're recording. It, how's this for showbiz? We're recording this in Media City. We are, which is oh, um, glamorous. I assure you. Everyone. In Max Salmon smelling uh, yeah. room, <laughs> it's pretty potent. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was your what was your childhood when well, it came to television? What were you tuned into? Well, every Saturday morning, I'm a bit older than Sam, so like, don't get me wrong. SMTV was amazing, but I was a bit older. Uh, it used to be going live. Um, nice. Yeah, with yeah. me, uh, with Philip Scarfield and. Uh, um, I usually used to watch all the cartoons beforehand, like the Muppet Babies used to be yeah. a massive <laughs> thing for me. And um, not just that, I used to watch a lot of cartoons, a lot of like Master of the Universe, He Man, She Ra, mm. all yeah. that stuff. Like it was, it was all, all the Line Cloth and Sword shows. You know yeah. it, you know <laughs> yeah. it. It's uh, but uh, anything like that is uh, is proper my game. Which right? is weird as well because my brother is the same age as Mark. So I remember seeing those shows. Obviously, I, I probably I weren't into them, but like shows like He Man and Thundercats oh. and things like that, I oh. do remember them because um, they were on in my household as well. Because they are, Mumra so. used to scare me to death. Mumra is pretty freaky. Oh man, I don't remember Mumra. Mumra was the baddie. Oh really? In Thundercats. Oh, the oh. mummified. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The natural enemy of a cat is, of course. A mummy. Yeah. Uh, that's was that what it was? A mummy? Makes perfect mummy. sense, yeah. 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 It's a feline, okay. mummified yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. He was a human, though. Was it? Mm. He was the only human. Right. Mm. Yeah. Shut up. Why? What was he, man? <laughs> no, he wasn't in Thundercats. Oh, this, we're talking about Thundercats now, aren't we? You see, this is why... We've gone off kilter here. <laughs> I thought we were talking about... Talking about what we clearly something that needed clearing up. <laughs> so. just, got, just one Seaman was mentioned, that's it. That's it. Jobs are good. Was uh, a man called Adam? He was. Prince Adam. Why not? The, <laughs> the human disguise. Adam. A giant buff, blonde, yeah, yeah, like Aryan yeah, guy. Yeah. Who would disguise himself by just putting on a jacket, yeah. essentially. Did you ever watch the film with yeah. Dolphin? It was the yes. first ever film I watched at the cinema. Oh, really? Not even joking. Masters of the and Universe. I, yes, yeah. and I went with Courtney Cox my, my brother's yeah. ex-girlfriend, which is That's crazy. That's a bit weird. It is a bit. <laughs> 
because he's like <laughs> 10 years older than me so he was like I don't know whether he was there is that a date? I, no he definitely wasn't a date like I was like about 10 <laughs> and she was 20 like, that's so odd I think she's like babysitting me or something it's like, but I, I don't go, know I want to go see him <laughs> alright I'll, I'll watch it yeah yeah so but what a terrible terrible film it was like watching it back it has not stood the test of time my, at all. my recollection of that film was remember in olden days when you used to VHS films that were mm-hmm. on the telly yep. so my dad Take the tab off. VHS'd uh, Masters of the Universe because okay. straight on, straight after it was either something like Rocky 2 yes. or Back to the Future so I always remember whenever we were watching Back to the Future or Rocky 2 just getting the, the end of oh. Masters of the Universe so you, you knew what happened at the end yeah I know oh, what happened every at the end, time your it. film started it started with Frank Langella's head in some water going, <laughs> I'll be back <laughs> and, and then suddenly Rocky <laughs> that's the first time a film like teased everybody with we're gonna do more and then it never got another one yeah, yeah. No, just like just, Aha! No, just Frank no. Langella went I think I'll go back to doing so, our yeah. house stuff now it's just not, no, <laughs> take the rubber off of good. it yeah. it wasn't good but Kids TV and presenting, was that something that either of you saw on the horizon when you were younger? Was that something you looked at and went, I'd love to do that? 100% no. Like, I, I wouldn't say there always, when I was at school, it was always sport with me. It was never, like, you know, I, I didn't even know that I wanted to sing until I was like 16, 17. It was always sport, football, 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 constantly. Um, and Just like... Tigra, I don't know. What was her name? <laughs> uh, oh, Tila. Tila, that's Tila. the one. Yeah, she got me through some hard scrape sheets. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it was always sport with me, mate. To be honest, it was it was never on the horizon until I got a bit old, a bit older. Um, started singing on the karaoke, and but kids' telly was so far away from. I knew I wanted to do some something in entertainment. But where we are now is a million miles away from what I thought I was going to be. I thought if the pop idol didn't work out, then I'd go abroad, sing abroad, you know, go to the big tea club, which is like, you know, Thompson like um, yeah. club for, you know, playing with the kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I always knew that. Uh, Rocky Horror Tributes in the evening yeah all that stuff like that, all yeah. that you know, the entertainment that you go and watch. Mm. I wanted to be on stage. I, I, I kind of knew from a later age that I wanted to be in that but yeah it was it was sport up until about 16, 17 I think How about you Sam were you watching SMTV and going oh maybe I must laugh. admit I, whenever I did watch it I was always a fan of Ant and Deck always like even in the PG and Duncan days I absolutely lo- I had their album Psych Great. Uh, <laughs> and I absolutely Great. so much so that I think the performer side of me has always been in me I never thought it would be what I'd end up doing mm-hmm. Um, because like we used to do a thing at school called at primary school called junior showtime. So every summer, they'd put on a show uh, where kids could get up and they'd do a bit of a talent thing or whatever. One of them one year was me and my best mate, and we got dressed up as PJ and Duncan and sang a song. And what song was it? Uh, it was. It weren't like let's, let's get ready to. It was Why Me, which is like not even one of their famous like a B-side songs. Or something. It was like Why Me. It's a crying shame. Why me? Why me? It was really good. Sounds brilliant. Why me? Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, it was really good. Oh, really? Yeah. What was he doing at that point in the song? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. but every year, so I would do something, and I think like the teachers kind of always wanted me to do something the following year, because mm. if I was in their class, it meant that teacher look good. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because I did something that was not alright, people that's, quite liked that's it. The, that's the show kid. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it was yeah. a bit like that. I did actually, it was weird because I never, I was never one of these like 
kids who were like, oh, let me do this, let me do this. But I'd be like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And there'll be like a year where I did like impressions or something like that. And then there was one year where me and my friend did this Beatles thing and, pe- and people loved it. And then when I got to secondary school, I started doing pantos and stuff like that. So I always had a performing side, but as I said, I never thought it would be something I'd that would be my job, to be fair. So this all eventually <clears throat> leads to singing, of course. Mm. Um, how much how much warbling are you guys doing before the uh, the TV experience rolls around and turns it into something like, oh God, this is serious now? Um well, I remember uh, I, the first time I sang properly was as a karaoke at the pub locally. I sang Open Road by Gary Barlow. Yes. Yes, I did. And um, my... my um, I'm sorry, we're giving you flack for that why me, PJ? No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true, actually. I'm no. sorry. I, need to, I need to just back off a little bit. Um, but I got back to the table and... Um, my, I'll call him my father-in-law, but we didn't get married, thank God. Because um, he was your father-in-law. <laughs> yeah, you know. um, and great mind. And he said, "Wow, you can actually hold a tune. You're, you're actually quite good." And then um, the the guy, my mate Ricky, who now plays like guitar for James Arthur, Blimey. which is crazy. He's yeah, so talented, yeah. Ricky. He had a school band, but they needed a singer. Uh, and in sixth form, he just went, "Do you fancy like trying out?" And I went, "You know what? Yeah, because I like you." You're in my class. We have a laugh. Mm. So we did that. Started doing that, and we got like some of our own stuff together. We went into the like a battle of the bands in the Midlands, and we played at a, a club called the Robin Two, which was like it's called the Slade Rooms now because it was um, the guys from Slade like owned the place, and they put on a battle of the bands, and we won it. And it was like, what? Okay, actually, this is actually quite good. And that was like 1999, so I was like 18. Um, and then I, I was kind of like, oh, what am I going to do with this? So I started, I, I took out a, a loan um, that I only just paid off <laughs> um, for like some singing equipment. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do this, I sing at the weekend and do my job in the week and then see where it goes. And it didn't go anywhere. Um, and watched the first series of Pop Idol and you know I know that Sam's the same as this you watched it and went you know what this is actually an amazing opportunity mm. um, got a got a form filled it out waited about 18 months like phoned constantly when is the the auditions going to be yeah. and um, I was like working at an aluminium and stainless steel um, company on telesales and the call came through and said your audition is on the Thursday this is on the Monday I went okay quit my job mm-hmm. <laughs> quit my job because yeah. I thought you know what I, even if I don't get through the audition I don't want to be here so I knew that singing then was the way I wanted to go but you know Pop Idol was a different level altogether that's where I met this jerk <laughs> true so Say that with love, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Massive yeah. love. <laughs> He's a massive jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so how did how did this massive jerk end up um, going for Pop Idol? So I was uh, <laughs> so I was seventeen when I auditioned for Pop Idol, and so I'd been singing loads at school in a school band, which was my life basically. Mm-hmm. I loved it. As soon as I got in that band, which was kind of year eight, so my second year at secondary school, uh, and again. 
every summer there would be like a summer concert and we would always play um, and you know we ended up being quite good and we would always end up sort of headlining that sort of concert which was nice and every school year I would, my school was taken up by that performance so I didn't do necessarily brilliantly in my actual exams because I was always thinking about that um, and then we carried on after school and I went to college I wanted to be a chef so I was training at catering college and like Mark said between leaving school and um, going to college I'd entered Pop Idol so I'd filled out the form but there was two years between series one and series two which is pop yeah, stars and rivals were it, between, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they were playing with that format it was mm. early days wasn't it that was like the first one of its kind for a long yeah. time yeah. especially the first one of its kind with phone-ins yeah. and yeah. public vote which is crazy when you think about it because it's like for the, those who don't know Pop Idol well, yeah. uh, is X Factor with a different name and copyright issues involved <laughs> yes. yeah. that's, that's yeah, basically exactly. like someone, someone owns different versions of essentially the same force. Yeah. Oh, right. but it was such a, what was lovely about Pop Idol and, and I think why he, people entered it is because you were sat at home and it was very much just normal people turning up to an audition and you saw that very slow progress to them becoming pop stars do you know what I mean and whereas now like on the X Factor they've got people, their own in-ears yeah they come, they come yeah they come in the preps they're ready they look like pop stars mm, mm. you never you don't see that gradual like oh a normal person can suddenly be a pop star yeah uh, and that's what was so appealing about it you watched it and it was amazing and like my I was sat at home and I watched so the first series the final was Will Young and Gareth Gates everybody oh, thought yeah. Gareth Gates was going to win because he was the the young, good-looking, heartthrob, typical sort of pop star that you would imagine. imagine. Share, yeah, <laughs> but not in the day. They all oh, loved it, didn't they? Everybody man, was going to was crazy. He looked like a hedgehog. Yeah, it was crazy. At the time, though, that was the hedgehog chic. Yeah, yeah. True. Remember they called it the hedgehog era. Did oh, they? really? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, you said that with such confidence. Retroactive. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll dub it that. You know. So yeah, so, so I d- call it Elizabethan times at the time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back. Well, I know what you mean. There was there was definitely a uh, more of a natural sort of homegrown narrative to it you were yeah. watching people bear their soul yeah. and go I love this yeah. and I want to do it for a job and for yeah. a living yeah. and this is my chance to you know maybe jump a couple steps and, and get to where I'd love to be but sadly now on shows like the X Factor now if it's someone... less organic now sorry yeah. to interrupt it is, it, is, no. it is less organic yeah, yeah. Isn't it? and the people who come say if there is a very normal Mike turns up who's you know a oh, mechanic yeah. you know what I mean Mike. and Mike and the mechanics why don't yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. let's change the name Tony turns up and he's a mechanic oh yeah unfortunately on shows like this you know that that story's less mm. important now unless his aunt yeah. just broke a leg yeah do you know what I mean yeah well this is the thing yeah. we, we always we would have never have got anywhere in X Factor now because we didn't have a sub story. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, there, there's a lot more construction and yeah. artificiality to how. Yeah. And the, and yeah. as I said as well, the voices. Well, I mean, I know some people. I think are hand picked. There will be people now who are on YouTube who are performing and they're yeah. brilliant. And I'm sure the producers of X Factor get in touch with them and say you should come and audition. Yeah. You know that happens now. I don't think that happened at all back then. No. Um, definitely and, didn't. And that's and that's that's YouTube the, back then was sending floppy disks out in envelopes. Yeah. Well, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you so want to check out my MySpace? Uh, <laughs> Oh god, yeah. What? Oh god. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, that's that's kind of what Different happened. Time. I was kind of in between sort of school and college, and then I'd done my first year at college. I'd auditioned in that year, and it just took off. So I kind of just left college and moved to London. It's a very strange thing. Took the leap. Yeah. Do you think that's um, 
within entertainment or in any aspect really with it you know be presenting singing producing things like that would you say that it's worth taking those leaps or is it still do you guys still feel like you're taking a risk when you sort of go oh this is this is a big shift it depends it depends what you want to do because like it, it is it is a massive leap but nobody like i don't know like it'd be a sound bite here but nobody ever gets anywhere by being safe. I just like uh, there, there are certain people who really love their life, and it's all the same constantly. I could not do a regular nine to five job. I just mm. could not do it. And you know, I, I've never been that way. I've always wanted to, you know, not not be lazy, but do something that I love to do and do it when I want to do it. You know, and and this has given us that opportunity. It's you know, it, it's it's a tricky one. Yeah, always take risks. Always, always take risks because you're only here for a look around, and you know you you you're a long time dead. So try and do something. I'm sorry the, to get like dark. It's, it's true. Roll on the clock. But uh, yeah, right. exactly. So what is the point of being in a job that you are not happy with? Like at least if you don't make it in the field that you want to do, at least you've had a go. Mm-hmm. At least you've tried. Mm-hmm. Like, rather try than you know just being like this cocoon of you know safety. Mm-hmm. But it can be just in any aspects of any job, whatever it is. If something makes you happy, if you you know if your desire is is to be the manager of a shop, and that makes yeah. you happy, go and do it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But some people might be scared to do that. They might think, oh, I'll never get to that sort of discipline. Do it. Push yourself. Do it. Why the hell not? You know what I mean? It's um, mm. it's yeah, definitely. And, and and sometimes it's good to be out of your comfort zone. Mm. You know, it really it really is. It does. It's hard sometimes. Like, uh, being out of your comfort zone because you're just like, oh, this is just not me. I just I just rather be at home now. You know what I mean? But then sometimes you, you do it, and you might have been right. Your head might have been right. And go, yeah, I'm not be doing that again. But at least you tried it, and you know that for next yeah. time. But then sometimes you do it, and you go, do you know what? That was brilliant. I'm glad I did that. You know what I mean? Some some people find it more difficult than others to take that leap, and like, I'm really really passionate about people doing what they love to do, like because it's so we've been so lucky, but we have kind of made our own luck as well, like because mm. we've had to take that leap of faith and we've had to work hard at what we do, so I, I think it's a mixture of luck and you know having the gonads to go out there and and just give it a go and see how many doors you can knock down um uh, but be nice as well be be nice like we're not saying you know do it and be horrible to people like we'd rather much be remembered for being nice to people than actually good at our jobs but there's there's plenty of room for everyone to play in these sandboxes. You know, there's no point no, no point knocking anyone down. Hundred percent. And what were you saying then as well about like making your own look? <clears throat> a big philosophy I've had, um, even sort of before I entered the industry, really was the idea that look is uh, when preparation meets opportunity. So still be ready, still learn, like keep yeah, learning things, keep like yeah. developing, like decide what you are comfortable with, what you're yeah. not comfortable with, keep going for that, and then if a chance comes along. You're you can ready. go. Well, I'm. I'm like. I'm sort of ready made for this. Yeah. yeah. And if it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. If it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't go anywhere. But you were ready. Yeah. So you'll be ready for the next time. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, what did you learn about television from doing Pop Idol? Well, we learned a lot from Anton that, that, <laughs> yeah. that we didn't realise. 
I think it was the the production side of things mainly for me. You'd, it was the first time that you realised how much went into a television show. I know, I never show. Yeah, and not you're not just looking at what's on the screen. You know what I mean? And you've got all these people who are there trying to make everything work. Um, and it was just fascinating. But I, I'd sort of years previous, I'd uh, I'd been on Funhouse. I was a contestant on Funhouse. <laughs> Pat Sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the twins. And hey. the twins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the younger listeners, it, it was a. Google it. <laughs> it's a great time. Um, so again, and that was filmed in in BBC, uh, not BBC, uh, um, Scottish Television. It was filmed in Glasgow, yeah. um, and so that was my first ever sort of venture into telly. Uh, and again, you watched it, and you went, "Oh my goodness, that's how they do that." Because obviously, you'd have this big set full of gunge in a game, yeah. and I, and I was always like, "How do they clean all this up?" Because like. <laughs> There's no gunge on the floor anymore when I'm watching the next game. And they would come in with these massive hoovers after each game and just hoover it up. And it'd be like a proper military Mm. operation. And you think, oh my God, this is unbelievable. And then they'd get set for the next game. And it was all filmed in one big studio with all the same backdrops. So it's Mm. like, this is ridiculous. The Um, amount of preparation for the next recording. Yeah, it was that that made me realise. There's a reason why 50-50 kicked off as much as it did. And it's because someone went, let's have just a tank, a bath just for the guns. Yeah. <laughs> Think about how much time we'll save. <laughs> well, you know, Benson Phillips is ahead of the curve. <laughs> Chris, you, you know, sure it was like in kids' TV, like people work so so hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they they work all the hours to make you know the TV that we love to watch. And uh, what for me, watching back um, the TV shows that we do, I am in awe of how much stuff goes into it, like the lighting, the camera people, the people in the gallery, mm. like the floor manager, like all the safety aspects that you have to look at. Like as, mm. as a kid, I couldn't care less. Like I just yeah, want to oh, see you, an you, entertaining show. You, but you're not paying attention to the man behind the curtain when you're a kid. Not at all. Exactly. Not at all. Which but, is the point, really, I suppose. Yeah, 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 exactly. You want it to, to grab you in another way. Yeah, you want it to be magical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I imagine even even shows like um, Dodging Disaster, which is very low production in terms of like the amount of things, that's yeah. still a team of at least thirty people overall. Yeah. We're talking researchers who go into this, that, and the other for getting the footage and sourcing yeah. stuff. The people who are just maintaining yeah, exactly. the studio yeah. space, like stuff like that, is yeah. is. So I guess when you you doing Pop Idol, you're seeing that you're seeing the extent. Yeah, of, and that's oh the thing. Gosh. I think I <laughs> from an early age, I like respected that. Straight away, because it was like, oh my goodness, look how hard these people are working to make me look good. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, that's a lovely thing. You know what I mean? So and that's when, whenever you hear stories about people who are divas or whatever, mm. or, or even if you're on a set and you see someone being a bit like not particularly pleasant, not that we've ever really seen that, but just when you think somebody could have said that in a nicer way, mm. yeah. and you think, Come on, just think for a second. And also, look, that, what, look at the job you're doing. Yeah, but that yeah. what that one thing yeah, that you're take a asking step back for, and be like, this is what I'm doing today yeah, to earn yeah. money. Exactly. Is, yeah. Oh my gosh, like, why be why be an arse yeah. about yeah. it? Yeah, and that's yeah. it. And I'm all for if if it's for the good of the show, and gr- then great. Still say it in a lovely way. Yeah. But yeah. if it's for the good of the show, that something might work better than. Yeah, go with that. But sometimes people just say, "No, just, let's just do just this." Just say it nicely. And then you think, well, somebody's been writing that script yeah. for a week, mm. yeah, and yeah. then you've just turned up and gone because you're terrible. Yeah, because you think you're more important. Yeah, right, yeah. and just gone. Nope. See you later. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes that has happened with us. We we will come in and we'll 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 read a sketch and we'll think it doesn't mm, really quite work. work. Mm. But we won't turn around and go, "This is horrible. Scrap it's that. Terrible. It's terrible. Scrap it. We're not doing that." You know, we've got we've got 
can I make a suggestion? Can we try it like this? And 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 people straight away because they're used to working with us now know that we're we're all trying to do it for the good of the show. Absolutely. You know I mean to try and make it as the best it could possibly be. Well, because again, because you're thinking back to when you're kids, you're like that end product was what you paid attention to. Exactly. That's what yeah, captured so. your imagination. So mm-hmm. why why compromise that? Agreed. Everyone yeah. should work together to make that. Yeah. yeah. And that's do you know what makes it even more frustrating though is when you're guests on a show mm-hmm. and you will be watching someone doing a link and they're doing a gag, and I'll sit there going. Gag's not very funny. Why has this presenter not said anything? Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's so like, uh, yeah. oh, just, mm, just all you need to do is just duck to one side and be like, you never know. Because yeah. I suppose, again, like, and we'll, we'll get into this as well a bit later, but within production, especially modern production, because of the turnaround, because of the amount of shows, there can be some level of complacency sometimes within yeah. it, mm. be it a, a, a sort of a production or, or a design level or, or whatnot, you know, on camera, off camera. Um, I think it is important to keep that eye of no, I I, I can picture what the final thing is going to be, yeah. and we need to do this to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. We need to do that to make that happen. And well, also, yeah, sure. so that that is is completely true with some of the shows that we've worked on. Like for for, exa- for example, Wind Up, we did like eight series of that, and like the reason why, well, we did so many series is because we felt that it it went, it it was great. But it needed a refresh every single year, and I think I think we, as presenters, we go into autopilot because we kind of knew what that series was all about. We'd have yeah. a couple of games, we'd be surprising kids, and it needed a revamp or it needed to be rested, and that's why it's great that we're doing Crackerjack because you're so right. Longevity-wise, with series, the only ones that survive are the ones that actually have fresh impetus in it or like or new writers or new producers because if you are doing the same thing over and over again it doesn't get boring but you do go into autopilot you can all get too comfortable absolutely yeah. that's the word yeah, yeah. comfortable yeah. and i think i think for us as presenters like doing this new show crackerjack has like I know it's revitalized me. Mm, no, definitely. No, really. I just think I, I just think it's just nice to have something new mm. to actually get your your head around, yeah. and it keeps you on your toes. And I think what's quite nice about it is what. Sorry, did cut it though. What no, was quite cool. nice about it as well is the fact that because it's almost in the case of Crackerjack, it's going back to the well as well. Mm. Like you, you have a generation working on it who either grew up with it mm. or grew up knowing about it yeah. or grew up being told, oh, you would have loved this like mm. a few years ago. Like, mm. So there's that there's that collective thing of there's a heritage here. Yes. There's a legacy. And there really want to is. Get it right. no, we and... felt it. As soon as he got announced that we mm. were presenting it, it Huge was room. ridiculous. The amount of people that came up to us, which is lovely. Um, and, it, and it is that thing Mark and I have always tried to, with any show that we've ever done, is try to ha- make it so that the families can watch it. And again... That's probably a thing like from what when I was a kid, like I said, my dad was watching SMTV. I wanted mm. to aspire to that. I yeah. when I became a presenter, <laughs> I was like, "Well, I hope that we do shows that everybody can watch. We don't want to just cater it to kids. We want to get alive and kicking. We want to get a tizz. Exactly. Yeah. Some that everybody yeah. is like always yeah. oh, appointment. Telly. Yeah, yeah, no, the adri- yeah. That's the dream. It's yeah. like you you watch it at six o'clock. Everybody's eating the tea. They're all as a family watching it and laughing at it. That is the dream for us. Like yeah. we, you know, we we 
you don't want to patronise kids. They're like they're watching all sorts of telly, um, but you want to make it good for the adults as well as the kids. Uh, obviously, with us having kids now, we know that more than anyone. Like we don't want to watch something that's absolutely boring. Yeah. So you know, do you find do you find yourself now that obviously you because obviously you guys have worked like with and for for CBBC for like a good decade now. Do you find that when you are catching some stuff, we won't we won't name them. Because, you know, we're all about positivity here. Yeah, but do you yeah, find that when you catch some stuff occasionally that your kids are watching, you're like, oh, that's a bit rubbish. Like, yeah, oh, that's yeah, missed the mark. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Do you think it's because you are more, that you are now visiting it more as a viewer in that sense? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, see, I, ever since being in telly, I watch telly in a completely different way. I watch mm. it in the probably the most annoying way ever. You, you because I look, look at, at like shots. A you yeah, do. I look at shots. I look at why have you got that? Why have you shot that? Or I look at like the X Factor live shows <laughs> when there's a big, massive, wide shot of the entire set, and you're like, "Well, I can't see the singer. I can't yeah. see the singer." Yes, yeah. but look at the studio. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's nice. But, but we know, but we, we know that yeah. it looks like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that that screams to me like. You know, look how big we are. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, sort of yeah. declaration yeah. of like, look, 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 look what we can do. Like, <laughs> there was a few years ago where they first started uh, with uh, what was I on at the time? What was I working on? All over the place, and mm. they brought in um, it was for one of the series in Asia. They'd got hold of a three sixty camera, right? And we were doing uh, like you know website supplemental materials with it. And it's me and Lauren Layfield on a beach, and they were like, "We just need to do a little thing. We'll talk about this." I just remember turning to them going. Why? <laughs> like, why? Like, well, you know, because like people are using 360 stuff with their phones. They can watch it on the phone and turn the phone around. I'm like, yeah, but, but why? Yeah. Is, it, is it making this better? Yeah. Is it making this any better? You're worried about clearance. I'm sure there's someone with a Carlsberg yeah, yeah, in yeah. the background. Like, we, we can't avoid that yeah, if we yeah. film with this. It's, so it's we, tr- so true. Anyone? It's so true, yeah. And I can bitch yeah. about that supplemental material because none of it was ever used. Well, there you go, there you go. <laughs> so, there you go. See, you knew. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> Cut your room floor, this. Clearance is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. So, um, from Pop Idol to TV, mm-hmm. what's the transitionary period like there? Were you approached? <laughs> it was pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> were, were you approached for stuff or was it yeah. more a case of like, oh, yeah, that's exactly that's anyway. exactly what happened. Yeah. To be honest, like on the night of the final, I just of, saved us twenty minutes. Uh, Pop yes. Idol, like um, um, Nikki Chapman, who was one of the judges on Pop Idol, like on the night of the final, just lost, really like you know down. Nikki Chapman like pokes me on the shoulder and says, "Simon Fuller wants to speak to you in his office," and like. 100% all I thought was what have I done wrong you know it's the first thing I thought so oh no did I get like you're drunk somewhere I don't know um, Sam Fuller's the creator of Pop Idol so, yes. he so he's the, he the, the big cheese big, big cheese yeah so we go into this the large room fromage. and it was like it was like a police interrogation room well what I've seen on telly not that I know your honour so I'm not joking like Simon Fuller's like sitting where you are there I'm sitting across from him Nicky Chapman's in the corner and there's like a contract or something there and he just says to me he says you know I've, I've watched you and Sam have this great chemistry um, and I want you I want to put you two together as a duo and I was like well where do I sign like amazing so then they bring Sam in poor old Sam like I'm sitting there with like a grin like a Cheshire cat like going <laughs> you'll never guess what I'll let them tell you like that so Simon Fuller like asks him 17 years old he's only other job was like probably a 
pipe around and like assistant master baker's right hand yeah could you just clarify that by saying it spaced uh, out? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He was good with bread. He's, right <laughs> He's good with bread. He's good with bread. So, so I'm like sitting. Don't there. know what AirPods can pick up these <laughs> yeah, days. Exactly. Yeah. Make sure. And then, okay. and then Simon Fuller asked him the same question, and poor Sam, like he must have like felt, oh wow, because like Sam was like one of the favourites to win the whole show, and it, he. He thought, like, after the show, he was going to go on to the solo career, do a, you know, a Darius or whatever it is, you know. You know um, who came third in the first. Yeah, there we go. And he got asked the same question. And Sam says yes, but then I know, like, two years after, you told me, mm. uh, he said, if I would have gone in first, I would have said no. He would have said no. Because okay, again, because it's like it's about sort of expectation, about well, that's it. dreams, and, and again, yeah. right? Like what, seventeen? Well, yeah. So that's a, well, you I know, annoyingly, yeah. as I have been, I'm just a massive control freak, and even at the age of seventeen, I knew exactly what I wanted and <laughs> and how I wanted to be as a singer. And the thing is, Mark and I were, were very different, and I just knew as singers together in a duo, it would never no. work. I knew straight away we'd be very cheesy. And and that's not what I wanted, and it's not what I'd done on the show at all. No. So I was a bit like I felt like I was like um, what's the word? I, I did feel like I cornered, was a, yeah, cornered, and, and a yeah. bit like I shouldn't have done that. I should have stood my ground and gone, yeah. no, thank God I didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's fine for me to say this now. Yeah, oh, but, absolutely. But my God, if I would have done, there is no way I'd have been around. Yeah. I don't even know if I would have even got my own sort of solo thing. I might have had a couple of singles, but I'd definitely not be still here today, sixteen years down the line, in the industry and enjoying what I'm doing. So, but it, but it was very difficult. So, so after that, we did release a couple of singles together. And again, the music was it was we had a number one which was amazing. I'm very proud of it. It was a cover of a Beatles song. Uh, with a little help from my friends, it did go to number one. Very, very proud of that. But Not it, many people could say they had a number one. Yeah, but it wasn't because of the song. It was because of Pop Idol. Yeah, exactly. That's, it was on the back of that. Yeah, it and that was, an- that was a, yeah. it was another thing for me. It was like a box ticks. It was like going, this is not going to work. Because mm. they'd chosen with a little help from my friends. Because obviously, two friends, it makes total sense. But I'd sang with a little help from my friends yeah. on Pop Idol. The cool but I'd version. done the cool Joe Cocker version. Yeah. And it was actually the first week where... People's gone right. This is what Sam's about then. So to do a completely cheesier version, I was what like, oh, you my, oh my god! I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, so that was another thing. It was a bit like, oh, this is difficult. And then we released the second single. It went to number nineteen. But during all this, obviously, as sort of pop stars in advert commas, we were going doing the rounds on the children's TV shows like Ministry of Mayhem, Mayhem on CITV, cool, and yeah. Top of the Pop Saturday was the show on. BBC on CBBC, yeah. uh, which was yeah, which yeah. was presented by Fern. We were on it almost every week, and they would always get us involved with the sketches because we never took ourselves too seriously. We just we had a laugh, you know yeah. what I mean. And uh, Fern was going on holiday one week. We were filming with her for two weeks, and she said to us, "I've been chatting with the producers, and we want you two to fill in for me whilst I'm away on holiday." And we were like, well, yeah, why not? Let's just do it. Yeah, we're still going to be pop stars. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely not a step yeah. down for We us. could still we're, work on the album. Oh, though, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so we did it. She went on holiday. We went in and pre-recorded this show for two weeks. We must have been terrible. Oh, mate, I bet oh. we were terrible. But we, we must have shown something because 
she came back and they wanted to keep us. And I think Fern was just about ready to start making a move out of children's TV. Even mm-hmm. though we, we had another year with her, she was probably thinking in her head, I want to start moving on now. Yeah. And we stayed with Fern and there was kind of just me, Mark, me, Mark and Fern for a year. Um, on Top of the Pops Reloaded. Yeah. We did a show called uh, Top of the Pops Reloaded, which was like, it was kind of like the make or break for us wasn't it yeah. as presenters it was the show were. that's the show that set <coughs> our humour because basically mm. Top of the Pop Saturday ran pretty much all year round but then they, they decided to rest it and revamp it so mm. I think it, it ended on the Christmas and then came back in the summer so they'd left it for a few months and they revamped it as a brand new sort of uh, show which was very much a bit like TFI you could see the crew you could hear the crew laughing and and that it very we, there was two producers on that Dave Beardsell and Ed Thomas and they very much set our humour mm. which became the, still the humour that we have now uh, and like Mark said it, it was our make or break show because I think if it would have been terrible in that CBBC probably would have just gone game over yeah now we've given him a chance but after that series they actually signed us for two years on an exclusive deal which they don't do anymore yeah it's not, you know that's I mean? not a thing no, no it's not a thing not a thing, <laughs> not a thing. Yeah. so that's how it happened and um, we've not looked back since yeah. we've been very lucky and in the nicest thing because on Wikipedia it says that we got dropped from our, not which dropped. is not true so we, we were signed to 19 recordings which is the same as our management so yeah. now granted it, I it think was, it was we jumped before it, we were pushed yeah basically <laughs> I think they were just being because we were nice guys and they didn't want to upset us I think they would have definitely dropped us yeah, yeah. but I they, dropped us. they said to us oh because you're signing this exclusive CBBC contract it means that you can't release any music so oh. we need to sign you out of your contract and we're like oh yeah fine no worries but that's not true at all <laughs> surely not I'm sure we could have still yeah Max and singing. Harvey have this exact same problem <laughs> <laughs> Don't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but we weren't dropped. That still doesn't mean that we were dropped. So <laughs> forget. Don't get believe everything you read. Getting on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Someone someone clip this little bit of the podcast up now. Yeah, and add it as a source. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. Clarify, please. Uh, and while you're at it, please find out who wrote my bio on that. It's creepy. Oh, oh really? is it? Have you ever read your Wikipedia? Oh, well, nah, you must have done I, the thing. I, the thing. I, 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 I have. Read I refuse it, but... to. Yeah, it's um, it's it's odd because you know really? there are there are people out there who probably knew you. Mm. And have filled some gaps in wow. yeah. uh, when you're younger, and then there are people out there obviously just follow very closely everything you do to make sure that they put down that exact thing and that exact thing. Wow. And at first I was creeped out by it, but now I'm kind of thankful because the amount of random little bits and pieces I did for stuff. If I ever have to fill in a CV or figure out have I worked with that producer before, yeah, I just look yeah, up and I go, oh, that's yeah. Good. oh yeah, I must have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Thanks, yeah. Anorax. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. Yeah. It is mad isn't it, how quick <laughs> things can appear on mm. Wikipedia. Mm. Like straight away, they're like there, and it's like, oh my god, that was quick. Nice. frightening in a way yeah. but I suppose like it would probably be handy for you guys because the amount of shows you've done for CBBC at this point I can't even I, like, I, I can't... either vehicles or presenting for you guys have got to be at the top of the list in terms of like shows you have hosted probably now yeah or, or fronted for the for the channel and, and when it was on terrestrial we have, we have done a hell of a lot I can't, we do I, need it, to count we need them to write them down right so okay oh here we go yes Chris I don't have it in my brain but we'll try and we'll try and fill in some gaps if you do it okay so two top of the pops incarnations yes top of the pops Saturday yeah and top of the pops reloaded reloaded okay so you got that what was the next one level up level up Bloody hell! Sorry, I forgot about level up for a second. Yes, okay. Yeah, we did up. as well. <laughs> Dodging disasters. Dodging no, disasters. Then, no, then it was TMI. What was TMI. It? TMI was TMI Incar- one. Was... Incarnation one. I will count TMI Friday as a separate incarnation. Oh, yes, thank you. Go on. Yeah, agreed. Because it was good. a different show. Different, it was. Five different times a day. It was. It was. Okay, so after, so we got them. 
Yeah, we've got team out was... disasters as well. Oh, we'll have the, that's there. later in the mix, okay. though. But copycats, copycats. Obviously, yes. if we didn't yeah. mention that, there would be probably angry letters. Skate Nation, Skate Jump Nation. Bloody hell! Okay, uh, yeah. hang on, we're forgetting. Do something different. Oh, do something well. different. Okay, so we're on ten. I we're wish we did do something different yeah. than that show. Uh, <laughs> everything's a learning curve. <laughs> Sam and Mark's sports <laughs> showdown, which we don't talk about. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't, it's all right. We won't Terrible. mention it. I'll edit out that previous ten minutes. <laughs> Everyone will just heard a gap. So that's eleven. What's going on? That's eleven. Uh, Big Friday wind up. Big Friday wind up. Um, let's, even if we're not going chronologically, let's slap Crackerjack in there because obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, match of the day. Can you kick it? Can yeah. you kick it? Oh hell yeah! Um, you got oh, there's a, there's a singing. So who wants to be a superhero? Who wants to be a superhero? Oh my oh, god! Oh my god! Yes. Glee club, Glee club, taking the next step. Taking the- oh my god! <laughs> <we've done> <laughs> Uh, Comment relief for children need specific ones. Well, they were, yeah. There yeah, was yeah. The sport relief. The sport relief. Boom. That's going in there. Oh, that's going in there. Oh, Glee Club. Glee Club. Wow. That must be it. I can't think about shows it. you contributed to as well. Oh, all over the place. Paul you guys are. Place. You guys are recurring presenters on all over the place. Yeah, been on Doug Eat My Own Look a few times. Does that count? Didn't we? That doesn't count. We're not presenting. No, we're getting. Didn't we present Smile once? Oh, man. No, we did it. We did no. present an episode of Exchange. Exchange, once. that's it. Not spoiled. Right, okay, Exchange. okay. So we're on to nineteen yeah. now. We're on to nineteen. If we get the twenty, then oh then you can retire me. happy. Wow, that's a lot. Do cut downs count? Because there's like wind up like cut wind downs. Oh, like, like, yeah. Down. No, we can't count no, now. Surely no. not. I feel like there is another show. Well, that we've before missed, this but... goes out, guarantee at least one more. Oh, so that then, that's amazing. Case. Actually, when you do do yeah. that list, it's crazy, isn't it? You no, it's not. Yeah. One of the things that's been fun about making this show so far is everybody I've sat down with. You sort of take stock, almost. You kind of remember. Mm. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I did. oh my God, I did that. Yeah. Um, so considering how many bleeding shows, oh. and the fact we couldn't cover them all, and when we get to the questions in a little bit, we do have a few questions about specific shows. Oh, so cool. Oh, nice. cool. But. Um, what would you say is the show? I mean, you've already sort of suggested. What Junior Bake Off! Junior Bake Off! Oh my god, 20, there we go. Boom. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. No, that's carry fine. On. <laughs> Again, the moment you said that, I'm like, yes, that was a thing. <laughs> Junior Bake Off! Oh. Um, <laughs> so, quick fire round. Go on. Individually, what would you, what's your least favourite show you've done for CBBC? Not to sort of, you know, put a thing on it, but what's the one you, Sports Showdown? Yeah. Do, so, do something different. Do something different. Um, sports Showdown for me. Ooh. What's the one you'd say you learnt the most from? Oh, TMI level up oh. what's the one would you say is to this day the one you still can't quite believe you got to do or I'm doing TMI Ju- Junior Baker oh Junior Baker actually yeah no good point yeah, <laughs> Junior good Baker yeah probably Junior Baker actually uh, what's the one you have the fondest memories of TMI oh, TMI yeah what's good. the one you have the scariest memories of Sports Showdown <laughs> There's a theme developing yeah. here in the negative yeah probably Sports Showdown or the, the opposite for me maybe do something different that was oh yeah, full on. That was it was that so was... full on. Yeah, that it was. Yeah. It was basically it was a show where we were literally on the road every day, and the show started to go out on air mm. whilst we were out filming the other episodes. So I ne- okay. it's, it's, mm. In fact, it's the only series I've never ever watched an episode of. Not one episode because we were out filming it. Too we chocker. Out. You're not going to yeah. spend your downtime watching the thing. Yeah. We, yeah. we were there full time doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's no need to revisit <laughs> yeah. it during. And also, um, I will never forget we. Whilst we were filming that series, the whole misleading the public thing came out oh, yeah. in the pit, where basically the Blue Peter thing, where they'd, they'd the cat thing, or the oh, name God, of the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vote. Yes. it was a yeah. vote, mm, and they, yeah. so they'd, they'd not gone with the public's choice. Yeah. Apparently, and they named the cat something else. So yeah. it went nuts in the papers, and people were talking mm. all Remember, about this it. Was 20, 
2010? Something like that. And T- TMI yeah. was wrapped up in it as well. Because, yeah. mm. But the, uh, slightly unfairly, I think, in a way. Because basically, what happened on TMI, there was a live episode on a Saturday morning. And we played a game called Birthday Bingo, where... We, we throughout the show we came up with a month and a number and if a, if that was a kid's birthday they needed to call in and they could win a big loads of presents for their birthday yeah and the producer couldn't get a kid on that particular so for the for the smoothness of the running of the show yeah I think there there that, is a segment yeah. that is as an as, as a mm. set amount of time it's going to take yeah. and you it's have exactly. money or yeah. prizes or exactly. whatnot. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. A, a researcher stepped in and pretended to be a kid we had no idea at the time so we yeah. were live on air and we were speaking to what we thought was a kid, but it ended mm. up being, I think, a researcher. Uh, and our series producer, he was fine in the end, but he he got escorted off the premises and everything because. But Cracky. that that felt wrong in a way because mm. we'd not then given those prizes to that researcher. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, just yeah, for the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, they, they, were, they were like, these are these are mine now. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the free stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But anyway, my point being, so we were away filming this show called Do Something Different. This was all kicking off. And everybody lost their minds yeah, at CBBC. Yeah, yeah. And you had execs calling. So we were on a show that went out daily. And at the end of the show, you'd wrap it and go, we'll see you tomorrow where we'll be in Glasgow. Yeah. And they'd go, right, you need to redo that link because you can't say tomorrow because it's not live. <laughs> That's what people yeah. were losing their minds. Was, yeah. And we were all on the road. Everybody were absolutely shattered. Because mm. you know it's like you're filming long days and then the production are driving to the next location so they're shattered doing that. And it was just, well, that's ridiculous. We're not yeah. going back to film that. It was like common sense had just been flung oh, out the window. It's not, I, I, yeah. I was sort of, I joined within kind of the ripples of that. Mm. Um, I joined shortly after the whole thing with Russell Brand and Jonathan oh, Ross. Wow. And Andrew Sachs yeah. and all yes. there, was, there was so Ooh. much in terms of like, every joke that was going on at Prez was being filtered. Mm. Every single joke was put through a prism of like, will this upset somebody and obviously when you're doing light entertainment you don't want to upset people no, that's not the goal not. at no, all no, no, no. but there's also stuff where you're like okay that's a bit that's a bit too protective that's yeah, a bit yeah, well, too safe well in, in kids TV in general like I'm not saying that it's a bad thing or a good thing but years ago we could have got away with a lot more a lot yeah. more than what we could now and even 10 years before that you see Ant and Deck on like wonky donkey or something how how aggressive deck was to the kids yeah. like if you were like that now mm. there's absolutely no way on earth you'd be able to get away with that yeah you know and that's like people th- think back about this nostalgic thing but some of it was actually quite aggressive yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. do you know what yeah. i mean you yeah. know everybody everybody's <laughs> got like a favorite um show but if you look into it and you think, would would you be able to get away with that now? And the answer, ninety percent of the time, is absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, in a lot of those cases where you're like, kind of rightfully so. Hey, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause, cause Ram Ray. Some, some of them are like, we've learned stuff. Ram Ray. Oh, Ram Ray. Yeah. What what on earth is that? Like, come on. Like, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> like, if you had, you trying to think of a way to describe it to those who might not be familiar. Um... Yeah. Well, it was on Ministry of Mayhem. Yeah. And it, it, it was... It, it I just thought of another thing that's really minor, but it was, there's no it, way you'd get away with it, it now, was a, actually. It was a person yeah. of smaller stature mm-hmm. who they used to f- uh, fling through a door. Yeah. Like, I, I how, uh, I mean, how on earth that even got through, like, 
you'd just you'd be laughed in their face like, mm. in there, and go have a word with yourself go in a corner and have a word with yourself like but that went out on telly yeah it, it was it was and again like some of it accounts for just when like yes. sensibilities yeah, social yeah. sort of um, yeah. response things at the time but yeah even little stuff like I don't think you could as far as Mystery Mayhem's concerned I don't think you could do Mr. Lee now no, just no, because there was course, some stereotyping no. I, within yeah. that character yeah. I agree, yeah. and and none of it was ever done from a place of nastiness same with Rain. none of it was done from a place of like you know isn't it funny that this is a horrible yeah. that it's like no it's done from a cartoonish kind of yeah. but you know stuff, stuff changes yes do, would, do you feel there's anything that you guys have worked on where you're like ah we wouldn't do that show now like any projects in particular I think we'd struggle with TMI now yeah maybe yeah. because the type of humour that we wanted to do probably it probably wouldn't get through now I don't think a lot of it wouldn't yeah I think a lot of slapstick stuff yeah especially yeah. especially again like live programming like a lot mm. of it now there's more of a protective kind yeah. of feel to it in terms of what you can say and what you can't say regardless yeah. of whether it is to do with what they perceive as maybe offensive mm. or, or if it's just like oh I'm not sure about that my, my only time no so I tell like one of the two times I actually kind of got angry in studio and um clapped back at a producer note hmm. like over oh, talk back because i don't i don't like those environments being negative at all and i'm no, not a particularly course. confrontational person but there was two times where i'd snap back and one of them was over the uh choice of fart sound effect that was being used for a, for the end of the game <laughs> wow. and, and it was because they were just like, i'm not sure about the quote i'm not sure it just seems a bit we're just going to cut it out this is about 30 seconds to air and I'm saying well right what's your replacement joke then because it, the, it was the cap off of this yeah. building thing yeah, yeah. across the afternoon and it was this stupid little moment that diffused the, the, it was um, me and Hacker that diffused the sort of tension between yeah. us and I said what's your replacement joke 30 seconds to air and uh, we just, no it's fine just just make up something and I was like well no because oh. you signed you, the, you signed yeah. this script off this morning like, yeah, you what, can't yeah. is it the, are you, do you have a problem with the type of fart I was talking to um, Mike, who's who's our sound guy. Just going like, Mike, Mike, play some farts now. Let me know which one you like. Let which one's okay. Is that all right? Is that all right? I'm just not sure about it. Is it the Trump you have a problem with? Them? Is that what your problem oh, is? God, really? Ten seconds to air. <laughs> it's like he's like, yeah. I just I just think it's a bit gra- crass. And I'm like, you signed the script off this morning. Pick a Trump, Mike. We're doing the Trump. I'm sorry, we're doing it. Hi, everybody. And we just wow. And but it's the whole thing of afterwards. I was like. Did I really just have an argument with about, the producer yeah, yeah. about a fart sound yeah, effect? Yeah. Mm. And he was, you know, I, he was just doing his job. Yeah. He had a concern. There was a bit of nonsense about it of, you you, you approved it yeah. this morning. Yeah. Why do you have an issue now? But, yeah. yeah, tell me about the concern you know. about an hour before, not 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's fine, yeah. But I, I completely get where he was coming from. Mm-hmm. But I just massively disagree because at that yeah. point I was like, I've been doing this for four years. I know what would upset our viewers and yeah, what wouldn't yeah. play the but damn again, Trump that's, sound. That's that's the difference. There are, there are things that have changed for the good, mm. but then things like that—that's mm. just come on. Think, yeah. look at the bigger picture. What are we? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, this is anarchy. It's it's, yeah. it's meant to yeah. be a bit not, of chaos, a bit of fun, yeah. a bit of nonsense. We're not splitting the atom here. We are trying. <laughs> we're trying to make people's lives nicer and happier. And, you know, a Trump sound effect is not... And if it does offend people, then maybe they shouldn't watch <laughs> something yeah, that, that would program. have a Trump sound effect. Exactly, yeah. you know. In terms, of, in terms of like just making everyone feel comfortable and happy in that, um, TMI Friday was something... I'm going to get personal now. TMI mm. Friday was something that helped me settle into living in London and being away from home. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Because you guys recorded it in... We've been TC9? 
Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Twenty ten. For those who are keeping score of the buildings, there are there are people listening to this who know the buildings. Yeah, there's a few. So there you go, guys. Tick that one off on the bird watching <laughs> list. Um, and I I started my job at CBBC. I moved to London. Didn't really know anybody. Was getting you know on with the team and starting to know people. Phil thought I was the greatest thing since sliced bread because he was like someone else who understands what cockers means. <laughs> Back before it was his like you know copyrighted mandate to yeah. say it every other sentence. <laughs> he was just saying it normally. Um, but you know weekend comes around and it's kind of when you take those big leaps, mm. it's a bit lonely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a big thing. It was my first time living away from home mm. and living in the capital, yeah. where at the end of the week I'd be like, right, how much have I earned? Great, that pays my rent and my transport. Uh, hot noodle for tea again, <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yeah. So it was really, really cool when TMI Friday rolled around because suddenly, Friday evening, that weird little vibe, this sounds so sad, that weird oh. little vibe of, don't really want to go home yet now, so I'm just a bit miserable. It's like, uh, TMI's filming. Yeah. Do you want to come be part of the, just the, the audience and fart around? I was like, yeah, right. Oh, okay. that's good. Brilliant. Yeah, that's and I think fun. I was there for at least, I think it must be like a 12 episode. Yeah, yeah. So I was there for <laughs> at, least, at, least, <laughs> at least nine of them. That I was class there because I was like, oh, yeah, good. great. Because yeah. oh, again, class. it was an environment I wasn't familiar with. Yeah. Prez, Prez at that point, CBC presentation was a converted editing suite, three tripods, mm, yeah. like two people in that room, three or four people in the gallery, and that was it. So that was my first experience of like a live TV you know proper environment yeah proper obviously we were doing live TV but like no of course you know, yeah, cam- yeah, yeah. camera operators yeah. and yeah. a separate gallery and this bit's gonna start here and then a VT will play and you'll pick up from over here yeah, yeah. And, and the guests on that as well were amazing for like a Friday halfway yeah, to a Friday yeah, afternoon yeah, actually some good guests on that show yeah. fly and yeah, like I remember that, doing yeah. a buzzer quiz with Paloma Faith and thinking this is a oh, weird yeah. Friday yeah, yeah this is a weird Friday she was yeah yeah. yeah um, no, it was good. Oh, I'm glad that you felt that. It was good. It was good. It good. Was, we loved it at TMI Friday. So if you guys could claim complete responsibility for that show, then I'll I'll thank you guys. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. We can. Thank you very we much. Can. It was all you guys. But no, but honestly, it was like I, I because of that. And and the reason why I started showing up to the first place is because I met you guys about a month before. I think you were coming to do some promo stuff. Right. Mm. And I I was aware of you both because mm. I'd seen stuff with him. And you came in and you left and I was like nicest people you've ever come <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because you're here you oh, have a reputation mate. for being the nicest bunch in CBBC oh, but it, there, there was always a really lovely feeling when it came to present you guys were coming in people would just be like yes this is this is going to be great although you did make me do a Stewie Griffin impression on the spot when I first met you yeah because did oh, it, mate, I remember yeah. seeing you because you used to yeah. was, it the, was, I, on... was it the BBC Three items that yeah. you used to yeah. do yeah we've been, chat, we've been chatting for about five minutes come on, go on, go on, on and you just randomly you randomly now. went. You just went. Come on. If, I think it was you who me point it out. You just went. You do a Stewie Griffin impression, don't <laughs> you? Know? I was uh, thinking, how the hell <laughs> do you know that? And then Mark, you clocked it. and went, yeah. <laughs> you did that thing. And I was, oh Jesus! I can't remember. How's <laughs> it going to close our eyes? Yeah, really, give us on. a bit. Give us a bit. Take us back to the day. Which series do you want? What series one? <laughs> nah, uh, series nah. one or series six? Whatever. Six. Whatever you enjoy doing the most. Um Theory wants to hear the lisp and sounds like Rex Harrison <laughs> and says things like, Damn your vile woman! You've impeded my work since the day I escaped your wretched womb. <laughs> um, and then in later seasons, he doesn't care anymore and he sounds like this. <laughs> and Seth MacFarlane's clearly bored. <laughs> He's like, Brian! He's so 
Brilliant. Oh, that was wicked. That is so good. You've got a Thank different voice for the seasons. That's good. He did. He changed. He changed. He did. He completely like Homer changed. Homer Simpson. Yeah. When he started, he was, he was a Walter Matthau. Like, <laughs> we're going for a frosty chocolate milkshake. <laughs> and then later on, he... Someone who could do Homer Simpson impression could do Homer Simpson later on. Um, but yeah. Oh, so, brilliant, mate. what I'm basically saying is thank Good. you for making me embarrassed. Oh, oh, and happy nah. at the same time. Well, thanks Good. for being there every week because it needed yeah. that. That show needed atmosphere mm. and needed people on the floor to be laughing and cheering oh, God, yeah. and, and randomly shouting at points because we loved all that. <laughs> we loved it when, especially the camera guys, the camera guys would get so involved with it mm. and they'd be shouting. I remember like Gary Stern. <laughs> And uh, and Rob on the on handheld and they they just get so involved with it that yeah. the humour of the show yeah um, like the whips to uh, like yeah, oh, yeah. They, they just know it they just they know it uh, and it was great it was brilliant yeah good my, days my friend Matt to this day because um, I went to his house he was doing drum school down there at the time and, and I went to, to his place after this particular one and he still quotes it to this day because I said oh, I'm going to be on the TMI just have a look out for me if you're already on the laugh. And um, he still quotes this to this day. It was when you sent Hacker to like the Harry Potter oh, yeah. um, premiere, of seven yeah, premiere, yeah. and <laughs> one of you asks him, "What was it like? Was it exciting?" And Phil, this is back when Hacker was allowed to speak yeah. finally and was saying more. He just went, "I have little to no opinion." Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> I do yeah. remember that. <laughs> That, that's my Brilliant. friend Matt's go-to if I ever say like, uh, what do you think he's like I have little to know yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just because brilliant. of that which is magical amuse your friends startle your enemies listen to the synth pop magic of the pound shop boys includes your favourites Fireman Sam Jamie and the Magic Torch. And Grandad. Pound Shop Boys Nostalgia. It's the ideal Christmas gift. Only £8 plus postage on compact disc. Digital download available too. The Northwest's premier synth duo. Great value, great fun, great quality. The Pound Shop Boys' latest song, Remember You're a Womble, is also available as a music video on YouTube. Just search Pound Shop Boys on YouTube and give them a follow on all social media. They're very good! <laughs> Hello, I'm Matt. And I'm Chris. And we're the hosts of The Big Damn Cast, a weekly pop culture podcast full of nerdy news and geeky gossip. Available every Thursday on iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud. But that's not all. <laughs> that's right, Chris. Why are you laughing? We're expanding to create regular video content and we need your support. To get access to Big Damn exclusives, including our Discord server and video commentaries, head over to patreon.com forward slash bigdamncast and support us for as little as $1 a month. We're grateful for any support you can give us. So grateful we may even reveal the location of the antidote. Chris, just, just stop. Done more than one 
turn in CBBC presentation over the years. We yes, have. we I mean, have. Yeah. Stretches, guest like spots, holiday cover, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, did that feel like ticking one off the list? I think I think it's always nice whenever it's live, as you will know. It's like see to your pants. Like you kind of mm. vaguely know a script, but it's kind of as long as you've got a beginning, a, a, a little bit of a middle, and as long yeah. as you get to the end link. <laughs> You could, you just go off on one, I think. Yeah. As a live presenter, you, it's in your hands, and I absolutely love that. And I love that in press, mm. because you get that freedom to kind of, kind of do, not do what you want, but you have yeah. got that freedom, because it's like, it's, it's uh, you do link after link after link after link. You need that freedom. Yeah. You really do. But also, I remember when... Um, when we got asked to do it for the first time to stand the I don't know if it was for a week I think it was a week I was petrified um, it was petrified but a thing that made <laughs> us want to do it even more is that the producer we were talking about Ed mm-hmm. Thomas who was the producer of TMI um, he was in Prez for a week yeah uh, so he was in there that week when we were there and it was like oh well we know this he, is going to be was, he, was, he, was, he was the safety net yeah like, we knew he'd write something and we, we know we're going to have a laugh with yeah. it yeah um, and they're on YouTube yeah. as well the link, I've seen them actually and uh, the, <laughs> the, the links are on there and they are very very funny links and there's like, I remember because Oray had only just started on oh, news. Yeah. Right? We used to just have Oray constantly yeah. in there. The yeah. sketches were. In fact, like, I think it's a Family Guy. I think we stole the Family Guy gag, where I am basically leaving voicemails for Oray uh, because like, I fancy like it. Herbert. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. uh, hi, Oray, just uh, just wondering if you're um you you you're, you're there. Uh, hi, yeah, I'll call you back. Bye. Hi, Ori, it's Sam again. Uh, just, uh, just wondering uh, why you're there. Uh, okay, love you. Oh, don't know why I said that. Uh, bye. <laughs> and it goes on forever and ever and ever. It was brilliant. They were great. I mean, it was all fictional, right? Of course, it was all fictional. Uh, it's a bit oh, awkward, this. It's a bit awkward. Yeah. Hmm. Oreo Duber is a wonderful, desirable man. He's got a lovely, um, lovely smell. He's a lovely man. He's got a lovely <laughs> smell. He's a lovely man. He's a, a, very, a very sort of like. Mm, smells mm, magical. Yeah, no, but then it. saying that, Chris, hats off to you because every mm. time we've gone in and done prayers, we are like, to do this day in, day out, mm. for as long as you have done it, as long as Ian did it, as long as Ed did it, it's like fair play because yeah. it is hard work yeah, to constantly. Yeah. Brilliant. Try and come up with new things that keep yourself entertained because that's the thing we love going onto studio floor. But bear in mind now because we, we do shows and we're like, we, we'll do it in blocks. We're only there really two weeks at a time. You know, yeah, it's in blocks, but it's for two weeks. Mm, and yeah. we go in and there's different content every time and we just love it and we crack on and do it. Whereas you're in that room constantly every day yeah. it's it's honestly need, it's, yeah. it, there needs to be more credit put towards it really, I, I completely it's, agree it's, it's hard work yeah, it really is and, and again like I, I don't just sort of say that as in like, oh you will follow shucks but like for those who've, who've come before and those who do it currently yeah it is it's it is tough and you don't really realise how exhausting it is till you get to the end of the no. day and go yeah. wait what and then when you look at it mathematically yeah. I was talking to Warwick about this the other week um for those who do, do, do want to hear that, Warwick Brown, that Pike, episode four. Yeah. Um, lovely man. Uh, lovely even, man. Even better dog. Um, <laughs> Tetra Cactus. He, uh, he, he was working it out. Uh, that 
it's roughly like an hour plus worth of brand new material Mm-mm. if you're doing the live afternoon slot. Yeah. From Monday to Friday. That's, That's an hour of material, not counting the stuff you're pre-recording ahead of time, yeah. or trails, yeah. or any of that stuff. Five oh. hours of live telly. Yeah. Like a week. Oh, like, like, it's, it's like one solid hour block yeah. in terms of the live stuff. And right. then you might, you might pre-record top and tail or, or a bit in between. Yeah. And he said like, the, not, you know, the amount of places that work toward getting an hour live a week on a Saturday yeah. for a, you know for a finale of like X Factor yeah. or something like that and it's like obviously all that work goes in but mm. seriously presentation the only channel that's churning that out yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time yeah, yeah. but also as well back Saturday in... Night Live and I think you wussy yeah and also <laughs> back, but back in your day as well every day there was a story linked within the links. Yeah. So, with an ending. Like sketches you know, or ascending sketches, that has, yeah. has like, a... When we it's were like there. watching a panto every sing, for every <laughs> yeah. single day. There was it's literally just... a storyline. Yeah. Every day. Whereas it weren't just like, turn, oh, send us some emails, we'll read them out after Tracy Beaker. Yeah. It weren't that. We're, so there we're, was we're literally... The, the cartoon period yeah. where it's like, well, this is a show between the shows. Well, yeah. and that's the thing as well. It's, yeah. it, there's, there's a very different... When it, if we're getting technically when it comes to presenting please do this podcast is the place to well, do well there that. you go there is there's, we've always said it there's acting presenting yeah. and then there's presenting yeah so Prez back in your day was acting presenting yeah until the moment you go right send us your emails yeah. uh, we'll love to read them out that's when you become a presenter it's a different it's skill record. yeah but yeah. You, you're an actor really and yeah. that's what when we first started it was kind of acting presenting yeah. whereas now you we, we're more actual presenters yeah. then we will throw in a sketch and stuff and that's when you do the acting but it's a difference between being a performer and a presenter yeah. like mm. you amalgamated the two which is an incredible skill like meet halfway and no like. absolutely I like and, and you did that you did that like constantly yeah. from Monday to Friday yeah. like it takes a lot of doing that yeah. bless your eyes I mean, no, don't, don't, I mean don't discount yourself in that because like in shows like Wind Up in particular mm. you are leaping either side of that fence based on the content and the thing that's mm. going on within the show yeah. um, you definitely had to bring your acting A game when it came to stuff like In Your Face for mm. example ah. um, which I have to talk about because mostly for selfish reasons I want to reminisce but also <laughs> uh, for those who didn't catch um, Wind Up or, or weren't as familiar with it Describe as best you can what was in your face. In your face was myself and Sam following two uh, fans of of ourselves, mm. prearranged, yeah, not just randomly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and we would um, get try and dre- get into their day yeah. without them noticing. Yes, um, and dress up in different disguises, mm. and they would become more and more elaborate as the day went on yeah um, but if you remember though because people forget this series one of wind because it wind up came straight after tmi friday yeah so tmi friday was the first show that we did that was on a friday evening that started our sort yeah. of friday night thing and we've been doing it yeah. ever since mm. um but Go monopoly, in your face, yeah, own it. because own it was it. the producers of TMI who Mickey developed Mouse it. Just <laughs> because the Grab producers it. of TMI developed Wind Up, mm-hmm. the idea of in your face, we were actually in series one, we were using kids that we'd used before on TMI. Yeah. So ah. we, if you remember, we had TMIers who were like yeah. a team. So we were using those kids yeah, right, again yeah. on Wind Up because that would make it even more difficult because they've actually met us before. Yeah. So mm. there was another little twist on yeah, that, like which was layer. quite nice. Another yeah. little layer, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, like Mark said, it was just us getting into their daily life, but in disguises, and it, we were up against each other as well, weren't we? We were, we were indeed, yes. So a lot of spirit gum, a lot of wig change, a yes. lot, Hairnets. a lot of glue. Very, yeah. very few accents, because well, we're not good it. at accents. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think I've got, what is it, I've got um, Midlands, obviously, um, a, a terrible Cockney one, Liverpudlian and Jamaican. <laughs> Those are your four. And one of those, yeah. we cannot do, unfortunately. Well, no, exactly, yeah. Because yeah. Cockneys get offended. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it sort of seems like a very like daft premise of, oh, surely they'll figure it out. They don't. No. They don't. Because, uh, and again, like this is this is such a, sort of, again, an industry sort of TV stagey thing to say, but you'll find that if people do recognise you in real life, uh, in the real world, mm. they don't immediately. They kind of go, no, that, no. And then look away. Yeah. And then if they catch sight of you again, a couple of aisles down in Tesco, they'll be like, no, hang on. That is you. And mm. it's because you don't expect to see people you see in yeah. shows in, like, day to day. You don't yeah. expect to see no, them exactly. out and about. So there's already that Clark Kent level of, of uh, anonymity. Yeah. Then you're sticking a moustache and a wig on it. Yeah. Game over. And an earpiece. Yeah. We forget about that. We always, mm. one of us had, a, whoever was doing the hit, <laughs> was um, the other one was in a car feeding lines to the other one and trying to make them laugh or whatever and yeah so there was that <laughs> element of it as well got a bad answer. and it was all hidden camera as well and doing mm. hidden camera stuff is terrifying yeah it mm. is yeah. you could see the production team are just on the edge all the time well especially when like uh, we did in your face but in your house was even <laughs> crazier yeah. because they'd they'd get there the production team fit this house with loads and loads of hidden cameras and wait for the kid to come back from school. We'd hide and you think, basically, if they find you straight away, we've wasted all day long fitting these cameras in. And it happened a couple Did of happen, times, yeah, didn't it? Yeah. Sam was in like a bathroom. The the, uh, the kid opened it, saw him. That was like the first challenge. It wasn't even a challenge. Oh my gosh. The so first one was just not get spotted at first. Exactly. Great, yeah. boom, tick, tick. tick. Yeah. Challenge that, one, done. And that was it. It was yeah. done. And... and Obviously, you can't. You've just got to go with it because you know you can't. You can't do it again. No. So I suppose in your the... house is tougher because you guys are sort of dressed in like covert kind of dingy, like yeah. you know, <laughs> you yeah. say riot vest, but that's the wrong description. <laughs> but you know, sort of the black, black camo and that kind of thing. Yeah. So you can't really, unlike in your face, you can't really suddenly be. Oh, hi, I'm yeah. the window cleaner. You're like. Ah, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's me, Mark yeah. Rhodes, isn't it? Aggressive, aggressive milk tray men. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we look like. <laughs> Just really wanted to bring <laughs> these sweets into the house. <laughs> but they were oh. hard as well because the, the beauty of those, the, sh- the, the like beautiful shots of those was when there'd be a shot of a kid playing on a computer and the, the, the camera was facing the kid and in the back of shot you either saw me or Mark Walk past the doorway. Yeah, and those yeah. shots were yeah, amazing. Were Every show, you're like, "Ooh, we've one, got one of them." Nice one. My favorite ever one. Whereas watching it back was where the, there was two girls sitting on the sofa watching TV, and I was crawling oh, yeah. that was good. back of the sofa trying to get through the front door, and it was like literally, I was on uh, my head was so close to the carpet. And I was so slow because I didn't want to make any squeaking noises. <laughs> and it was the just, bead of sweat, Mission oh, Impossible mate, moment. It was like, so like that. It was crazy. Yeah. But we had a lot of instances like that. And that's, that's why we love our job. Like Stuff like that. You don't get to do stuff like that. That's ridiculous. But here's a good yeah. answer. So Wind Up um, wasn't, was never meant to be the show that it was. No. <clears throat> so whilst we were filming TMI Friday, in development they were coming up with a show and our names were on it. And apparently, it was originally called Salmon Mark's Prank World. 
There was a th- this was this would have been 2010 development 2010 2011. yeah yeah, yeah. It was, there yeah. was a big thing at that point yeah. of them wanting to get prank shows made. Mm, yeah. it was a massive thing I, know that, I think carried on for about five years yeah. about five years later they were like right so prank show yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it well, they, so they had that in development it was called Summer March Prank World but all it was was a bit like you've been framed it was just a clip show yeah. of people doing pranks and me and Mark doing links in and out of the clips yeah so our producers Ed Thomas and Jamie Ree who was still working on TMI at the time, uh, had a meeting with development and they got pitched this idea. And then, bless them, they said, well, I know Sam and Mark want to do something bigger next, bigger than TMI Friday, because that had been a, such a great show. It was yeah. the end and we knew it was the end. They want to do a big studio show. So, so it's so like we, you... can, we, can either, we can either coast and, and try something similar or mm. something a little scale yeah. back, or let's, let's hey, see. everybody, let's go, yeah. Ooh, hey, yeah. one of them. Which yeah. the... I'm pointing up <laughs> to the sky. <laughs> Which is what they did, and it was amazing, because that, that wind-up wouldn't have happened if, if Ed and Jamie had not gone in and said that. Yeah. And, you know, we always, essentially, always used to say it was... Saturday night takeaway for kids. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. Um, you know, without the budget. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but because CBBC had never done that before, they'd never had a huge studio show with a big studio audience. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly we were doing it. It was the last show we ever did for kids at Television Centre as well. The first series was at Television Centre. Of course, yeah. Well, um, crazy. Studio One. It had been some Studio One. I think it was Studio One, actually. God, do you know what? I can't remember, actually. I'd be lying if I remember. It would have been one, two, or three. They had the same thing. But, you know, it was (laughs) soul-destroying as well because nobody knew what the show was. Mm -hmm. The audience, every show was empty. There was like it'd be, mm. we'd be lucky it was, if I it guess, was half start full. The run, yeah, yeah. yeah. We a lot were, of handheld camera yeah. angles, <laughs> very <laughs> close two shots with us. Yeah, you know, it was like no, no audience, and if there was, they, they a lot of them worked on the show. Yeah, and it was it was <laughs> horrible. Like a, lot last, a lot of last minute, like are the kids but, out of school. Yeah. Right, do you guys want to come to work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come yeah, in for yeah. a little bit. And, and because we thing. wanted a family audience as well, we didn't just want kids in the audience. We wanted mums and dads in there as well. Um, it was just tricky, and there was a there was a thing because apparently I think BBC audiences was the company that were booking it and because it's a kids show. Yeah, they wouldn't oversubscribe. Mm. Now all TV shows oversubscribe because yeah. they, because it's free. People don't turn up on the day, which clearly happened on Wind Up. Mm. Um, so we ended up getting an outside company in in the end, which means sadly we were turning people, which is horrible when it's people have travelled far to come and see Big Friday wind up and they've yeah. queued but they still don't get in it is horrible and it's usually us that gets the tweet mm. saying oh, oh I can't yeah, believe yeah. it and you know to be fair we've not had that many tweets mm. um, but it, it is a horrible thing but at the end of the day we're making a TV show we need people full. in the seat <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? like it's, it's, got, it's got a bit to the rafters yeah. mm. and it definitely it definitely works as a format as a show and I, f- I feel like because it's, it's as, as of this recording touch wood um, wind up is on hiatus. No, they've said it's rested, but no, we yeah. all know no, that. No, that, no, means. We, that, that is that's sort of a common problem nowadays. Is like yeah, if it's yeah. been rested, it's not likely yeah. to be a priority. But also, it depends but, on what Crackerjack does. Yeah, well, that's, that the thing, that's thing to it. At least kind of feels like it's spiritually being succeeded. Mm. It doesn't feel like it's gone, gone. Yeah, it's you know there there is. Again, it's that step up. Yes. This time, it's a similar kind of vibe and audience and feel, but it's a legacy show. Yeah. yeah. And I feel, I yeah. feel, I feel you right there. It is a step up. It mm. really is because, yeah. as you said, like the nostalgia value with Cracker Jack, it ticks a lot of boxes. It really, really does. And if we want to keep on doing what we're doing, there was a shelf life to Big Friday Windup, and it, it came eight series. It's not bad. 
So and with no lows as well. And again, no, no, no. No, no. saying that because we're in the room. No, but like but... it's it's never been a show where people have gone like you know oh and wind up. It's like yeah, you know, wind up has always been a feature. When yeah. it's been on that run, it has always been like you said the yeah. big Friday night entertainment, yeah, yeah. yeah. which is okay. appointment telly for CBBC. Which in an age of iPlayer and pushing to the app versions of everything and this yeah. and the other is impressive. Yeah. You don't really it's get big... that many shows now where people will sit down and watch it at that time yeah. on the day. Yeah, it's a bit more old school, isn't it? It's yeah. a bit more, you know, like getting the family all together and sitting down with, uh, you know, their tea uh, after yeah. school. It's what we wanted. And that's Definitely. that's why Cracker Jack is not on at five to five. Um, because we, we, not because we have that. Sacrilege. We, we, yeah. we said, oh no, it needs to be later, it needs to be later, but... We, we, it wouldn't make sense it to be wouldn't on at five, to five in the current kids aren't home from school by yeah, then yeah. Yeah. Like after school, school clubs, clubs all that stuff. Yeah. you know sport and all that stuff because so. all, all the like, people who remember Cracker Jack were coming up to go oh I hope it's on at five to five and <laughs> I, in my head I was going I hope are you, it's not. yeah I was going to say <laughs> are you back from work then <laughs> yeah no exactly. okay well it's not then but yeah. Mike do so, you know what Mike we'll show a repeat at five to five and the new one will be at seven o'clock the thing is we wind up though as well and this we know this will never happen because there's just not the money but my my dream for it would be is that we just did a, a live Christmas special every year, but that yeah. will never happen. That would be cool. or even a, or even a pre-recorded one, but it wouldn't happen. That we can. There's no way CBC would be able to afford that studio for one episode, so it's never going to happen. That, but I would love that because it'd keep it. It's an event every year. I think, oh, it's, yeah. I think that's a bit greedy, actually. <laughs> do you, do you, I'd love it. I, I think it's a bit greedy. Right, okay, okay, we'll meet halfway yeah. house. Yeah. Live New Year's Day special. Oh, yeah, there, there we go. go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you're still festive viewing, but yeah. you're not hogging a Christmas yeah. slot and demanding a Christmas yeah. 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 I'd just love it. I, I think that'd be. Had, it'd be so cool. But Had there been a live wind-up at any point? No. No, there hasn't. For some reason, I think in my head there was, but I think it's because I'm I'm confusing the after-show segment from one of the series. Ah, uh, yeah. The wind-down yeah, yeah. which was also pre-recorded but it felt yeah. like yeah. a we filmed like it as a live, live, that bit, didn't we? A live thing yeah. yeah I did a Christmas one that's why, that's why I thought it was a thing then I did a crimbo one oh, I, was, I, was cut, I was cut from the main show because an item was dropped I think right. it was to do with one of the kids like they were just not I think they were just sensing not, not working like, so uh, we were going to cut yeah, that right, item okay. sorry and it was literally me just asking a couple of questions like, yeah. as a random surprise sorry dude but then I, <laughs> I do not apologise. <laughs> I was in the wind down ah. and I got paid. Oh, so okay. Yes. Oh, brilliant. It's nice. okay. So, um, so yeah, but uh, I thought for some reason there'd been a live one because of that in my head. Uh, before we leave the the realms of, of wind up behind for this discussion, I have to ask um, for uh, therapy money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the uh, the in your house. In your house. Oh, oh, can we? Can we? Can we now talk about what actually happened? Yes, we yes. can. It's so yes, we can. Like brilliant, um, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Please tell me it was in a Christmas party, like real or something. I don't, sadly, I don't think. I, it was. I don't think you know. I think we should explain this, Chris. So, to, to the to the viewers at home, um, one of the latest series of Wind Up featured uh, in your houses, which would be with. Uh, celebrity guests like you know the presenters and, and actors and stuff from the show surprising them there's a brilliant one with Katie Thistleton that involves a dog and it's adorable um, but one of them was me hmm. and <laughs> what you saw in the programme gentle viewer was um, uh, Sam you were hiding in our box room yep. and then you were uh, changing stuff around in my office which is full of collectibles and toys and nonsense yep. now there's the tap cave Mm-hmm. Um, and also a giant TARDIS cutout was delivered to the oh, house. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Um, and in in the episode, I don't I don't spot you, but then I, I managed to clock you at the end as you're sneaking out. Yeah. 
and we all have a laugh and this is great and it's lovely and a bit in the <laughs> studio afterwards the response to it all fantastic yeah. and, and my then fiance uh, now wife and, and she's lucky she still is after this <laughs> um, <laughs> Lucy was the person who'd set me up and, this yeah. and it was lovely what really happened oh, so good was partially that mm. but also <laughs> it was brilliant it was so good so, so like, like we, we were saying earlier yeah so we Chris had been out yeah I think you'd been to the cinema or something. Cinema. We went to see Mother. Right. And it was... We hated it so much that I was like, I just kind of... Should we not... Should, not, should we go home? Oh like, God, I don't want to browse. Let's head home. And Lucy was like, well, no, let's get lunch while we're out. Let's get lunch while we're out. And I was like, I just feel a bit crappy now. Like, I want to go home and oh, just do no. something else. Oh, like, oh, no. And... I, I suspected nothing, bless her. But so while whilst you were I'm doing out, that, we're yeah. rigging, not us, but our team were rigging your house with cameras so everywhere. So poor Lucy. I'm still finding white tape. So I'm like, <laughs> I bet you are, the yeah. the back of shelves, I'm just like, what is that? Oh my God. So yeah. poor Lucy had to keep you outside yeah. for a long old time. Which, you. you know, I think you guys were seasoned and in your house at this point, like you, you, the team were, and it was, uh, was it Emma who was producing? Yeah, Emma Carroll, yeah. Emma Carroll, and she's doing really well, but I believe there was a couple of newer researchers on that one. This was like their first ever one. Yeah. yeah, probably. So, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit seat your pants kind of, oh, this is a bit nerve wracking for them. And then I probably made it the worst day of their working life up to that point because, context, a week prior, where we were living, there was a workyard behind us which had recently undergone a lot of renovation and a bunch of stuff got stolen the week before and they'd used our backyard as the get out route they'd broken the lock on the side of our gate and they'd put this stuff along the walls and like drop these boiler parts and all this into the garden that would make you pretty suspicious well it was scary because it was like they've planned this they've planned this out so feeling pretty antsy about it all police report and all that blah 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 blah. but we get home (laughs) and I just look up at the shed next door where our cat usually sits if she's out and about and there's this little thing just poking above the lip of the shed and I'm like that is that's odd Luke can you see that and Lucy's like what no it's probably Luna I'm like Luna's here (laughs) next to my leg like that's huh go in the kitchen making a brew look out the window I'm like there's someone on top of the shed next door and that's a wire (gasps) is that coming out of the shed what is that so I proceed to go into the garden and start pulling at this thing. Yeah. What the hell is this? Because I'm assuming that someone's tried to set something up yeah, again yeah. and nick more stuff because there were still things to be stolen in this workyard. Yeah. And I was like, has someone like put a th- is someone listening in? What on earth is this? <laughs> and Lucy, bless her, is having a heart attack. She's just she going, come on, just come and have a couple. We'll, we'll figure it out in a minute. I'm like, what do we figure it out? There's something, <laughs> there's something in the garden. And what follows is about 10 minutes of me being really annoyed that she's not yeah. bothered by yeah, this yeah. thing. And I go up to my office and I'm sat in there and I'm like, oh my God. And at the time I'm doing 5 u fan sketch stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to sit down. I'm just going to go back to writing this sketch that I need to get And finished. bearing in mind, whilst you're doing all this, yeah. we're sat in a van watching you freak out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm yes. giving you challenges to do. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Oh God. I'm like, oh my God. And Emma said to me afterwards, she said, because I said when it was going to TX, I was like, which version have you gone for? Because I eventually, and I'll you know, calm down, but like, I was like, which version are you going for? She said, well, we can't go for the one where you suspected something because you said the F word about seven times. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can see that's a problem to <laughs> So I get into the office and I'm, I'm really annoyed. And Lucy comes in, she's like, here's a broom. And she's just sort of very suspiciously hanging out in the doorway talking yeah. to me in a way where I was like, you're acting out a character. This is really weird. Oh, man. And then I get a phone call. And at the time I was doing Whoops, Mr. Bus, and I get a phone call and I think it was Emma putting on a voice. 
she was like, I just am shrinking it. It's such a bummer. No, it was Liv, I think. Was we got Liv to call you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she was like, I'm just, I'm, I'm calling for thinking, but what's Mr. Boss? Are you still doing recording next week, aren't you? And I was like, recording's tomorrow. She's like, oh, right, yeah, okay, so just checking that you're all good for getting in and everything. And I was like, this, this mm. what is going on here? And then something clicked yeah. in my head. And I didn't know what show it was, and I didn't mm. know what was going on exactly, but it hit me. I was like, someone's pretending to call me from Media City, mm. and there's a wire outside. Mm. I'm in a prank. Right. So I, then... And I just went, all right, no worries. And by the way, I'm okay now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm just going <laughs> to... So I'm just going to crack on in the afternoon. I remember that. I just went, I'm sorry. And I went, you know... I'm going to crack on. Oh, Thank but you. I remember <laughs> looking at your face though at that point. It was and then t- thinking, it and turned, he said, yeah, he's got it. Yeah. But I always remember thinking like, oh, he thinks he's ruined it now. Yeah. But I that did, was the, yeah, yeah the, the next thought was, have I, because I figured out at that point, time and effort has gone into this. Yeah, have yeah, I sure. buggered it up? Yeah. So I immediately, and for anyone who asks, like, are these things staged? No. But this is the best acting I've ever done in my life. <laughs> for at least the first minute. Because I was like, right, Reset button. Yeah. Let whatever's going to happen, happen. Yeah. yeah. And I did. And yeah. I wasn't at any point then being like, this is strange. No, like, no, I was yeah, genuinely yeah. like, this and is weird. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. keeping that note in the back of my head of, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Just let this happen. You're <laughs> not being burgled. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Like, oh my God. Wow. And I remember we finished and I had loads of stuff had happened, like Tyler's delivery, and there was a tea party. And, and oh, yeah. but, but to be fair and, though, mate, you wouldn't have noticed. I was oh, like, gosh. I, was, I said to my wife, when, as soon as we started filming this oh, series, yeah. I was like, you do not let any mm. member of production film <laughs> like, in our right. house. Not do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, and they have approached in times and said yeah. to, to my wife and said, you know, we want to do some filming. I'm like, nah. They've never approached me. <laughs> I think they know why. <laughs> I, think, I think we did get you once for Prez. I think it was for a Christmas thing. Yeah, no, yeah, Phil you did went for that. To the house. No, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. but that wasn't. No, but no, but no, you mean that was that was just stuff. you're out of the house. Send the. You, dog. Yeah. you completely <laughs> got me with that. It was brilliant. I had no idea that you'd been in my house that day and you filmed. You filmed with my daughter who was like <laughs> a few months old. It was lovely. Um, I think Hacker did something um, filmed with my not Hacker. It was one of the the puppets. Um, at Sue's house, my sister. Oh yes, that yeah. was for Hacker Time. That was yeah. for Hacker Time. Yeah, for yeah. Wolf Bread yeah. was... or Derek. McGee yes, or... yeah, he was one at the. Yeah, he was one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that. Well, that's the closest. That's, that's the closest. Yeah, yeah, go. Talk about Wolf Bread bin. <laughs> but I feel like as traumatic as that experience was in my brain, and so Lucy good. to this day is like, you, you don't have that footage for that show or anything. Do you? I was like, no. She's like, okay, don't ever put it in a show reel or anything. <laughs> I'm like, why? She's like. I, just, I was terrified. I must have looked oh, horrible. I was like, yeah, I watched it back. You look great. No, she was you look great. like you were she on it. Great. Like it was fine. She said, "I'm so glad they filmed the, like the, the beginning after it's happened." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I calmed down a bit, and I'm like, yeah. I know. Um, so. so there was that. But I felt like it was a karmic balance to a year or two prior. I got to do an in your face with you guys, which was some of the most fun I've ever had making television. Oh, it was good. That was so. Well, you're you thing is you're very good at voices and acting, so mm. you were you were perfect. I'm still, for not, that. I'm still not sure I should have got away with doing a South African. Oh yes, I remember you doing that track runner. Yeah, but you could oh, hold. Yeah. Yeah. The thing, I remember because like we've said God, we were in, terrible in accents. Yeah, that, that was, was it. it. So yes. anybody who comes in yeah. and can do accents and hold them as well, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, this is good. This is good. Well, right, next our job, not easier. Yeah, because yeah. Kel Kel was another Kel one. Kel Spellman, oh, he was yeah, good. Kel was good. good. I remember him being very good in. Uh, we were in an art gallery. 
and he was very good in that. I thought, um, I don't know. Oh, he's like in a sports centre, but in a bloody art gallery. <laughs> like a little beard, like one of them weird beards <laughs> yeah. with like the massage hat and like a, a like a, a, a hat to the side, oh, like a beret. Wasn't yeah, it? a beret, and he had his like tights jumper <laughs> on, like showing everybody the pictures and stuff. It was just That's brilliant, you know. You know, you you either you embrace it or you don't, and like the, the people that we've had on that, like you and Dune Cal especially, they've really embraced that nonsense. Yeah, they? definitely, it's been great. Think about that though, like that's been your legacy so far within family entertainment, especially has been just creating stuff that people are never going to forget. They're always going to have a laugh watching. Mm. They're always going to have a laugh coming to see it in the studio, except for Wind Up Series 1 audience. They, yeah. they just get <laughs> they, they confused. They, 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 they were just happy for the free cups of tea, the ones who were there in the leg room. But you know, but you know what I mean? That, that's, that is not a bad thing to worry about. Like, that's the track record so far. It's like it's lovely yeah, when people remember That many things. shows, that many things. Yeah. It's incredible. I, mean, and I, I imagine just... a week do not go by without you at least, at least online, if not in real life, someone bringing up copycats particularly. That yeah. seems to be like, the for a certain generation... That's the fan favourite one. Yeah, yeah, true. We, but we filmed what? How 150 many? shows. Mental. In a week, which is impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about right. We see, we see. We're not circulating. circulation, though. 12, like, 12 a day. Okay. Jobs are good. We're going to pay you for 12 episodes. <laughs> we're going to show it a million <laughs> times. Yeah. No residuals. We don't do them anymore. No, no don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. if only. Okay. That'd be good. Yeah, people would. You did a yeah. later run of that as well, didn't you? A couple of years ago, I went back and did some more. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. 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 It's yeah. lasting. That, or they were like, this is oh, in the props it. cupboard. We've got this big bloody wall. Do you know what that was? We've got a lot of marker pens. Do you know that, what that was? We, we, were, very, we were very lucky, because, um, so Cheryl Taylor, who's the commissioner of CBBC, she's, she's been great towards us, like, really good. And there was one week, she came down to wind up, uh, and Cap- Copycats had not been filmed for quite a while, and not been on for a while, Um and she was up in the gallery, so we were being cheeky on the studio floor, and she could obviously hear everything we were saying. And we were speaking to the audience, and somebody in the audience mentioned copycats, and we were like, "Right, let's use this as a moment." And I go, <laughs> "Do you hear that? The big boss of CBBC, they want, they love copycats, they want it back." Hey, and we were joking about it. everybody was laughing. Oh, this is fun. Two weeks later, it was the Baftas, yeah. and she comes up to us and she taps us on the shoulder and says, "I did listen about copycats, by the way. We'll be in touch." And then we get a phone call like the week after saying, oh, we've just commissioned another series. It's like, oh my goodness me, that's ridiculous. You jokingly blagged your way yeah. into yeah. another job. Yeah. <laughs> but, that was one of, but that was one of those things where she must have had time for it in the slate and she was yeah. like wondering, what could we do? And it just came at the right time. We'd mentioned, it, we'd like, right, let's film this, brilliant. But so for us, it was amazing. It was like, oh my God, that's the brilliant. The timing, like throughout our career, there have been times where certain things have happened and certain things have happened for a reason. And I am an incredible believer in fate, mm. and like you, things happen for a reason. And I would hate for Cheryl to ever leave <laughs> <laughs> because, like, Junior Bake Off happened because of us being cheeky, and Copycats happened because we were cheeky. Yeah. And and it was because Cheryl actually said, "You know what? Let's give them a chance." And you know, it, I, I just I just think CBBC in general has been so amazing throughout the years mm. for us to work work out because you know as you know it's a small team but yeah. everybody is like it's like a big friendship group isn't it yeah you know and it's group therapy i used to refer to well, it. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah come in and be like is everyone it's else great. on the same wave like yep yeah, great okay yeah. <laughs> this is weird what we're doing in it but yeah, you weird. have fun doing it and you yeah you, as long as you're having fun making stuff that people want, are there to enjoy watch and yeah. absorb and have that escapism for an yeah. hour two hours three hours an afternoon like I, 
worth it. I don't know. I don't know about Sam, but like, I, I know I'm living my best life. Yeah. Like, there is no question. Like every single day, whenever you know I go to work, I, I, it makes me feel bad calling it work. You know, I mean, I mean yeah, you, you you find yourself referring to careers outside of sort of television as like proper jobs. Yes, yeah. yes, and and which which I always find is kind of accidentally self-deprecating because it's yes, like agree, you, yeah. you're putting a lot of work in. Like yeah. you two don't rock up and just fart out something. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, well, actually, I've always said, it, but I know what you mean. It's 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 a blessing to be able to do oh, it. Yeah, of course. God, it's, it's, I've it's, always it said with our job, it's not hard work, but we work hard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of kind of what it is. You when know, you get that tattooed, I think. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it is. It is what it is. You know, and and again, why else? It's not working down the pit at all. But mm. it, we do work long hours, and we put a hell of a lot into it. We're passionate about it. We love it. We don't just rock up and and read a script. You know, we get involved with it, and we and like I was saying earlier, if if a gag's not working, we don't just go with it. We want to make it work because you know it's our reputation. We're the ones that who need to try and sell it. Yeah. Um, it's like people people have got different skill sets like I can't put a, a, a wardrobe together I just cannot do it you know but the person who can put the wardrobe together can not necessarily do a link in front of a live studio audience yeah. well what Everybody, about Craig from Big Brother he though? was very good yeah. he, was he, a jo- he was a joiner and he was, he was and he could sing yeah <laughs> You get his Christmas, Christmas album. Oh, he did find a niche. He did. Yeah, he did, yes, he, he, he found did. those niches and he, he filled did. them, okay. much like you would the gaps in a wardrobe. <laughs> um, so uh, I'd, I'd I'd love to keep chatting, but you've been traveling and rehearsing today. You've got stuff ahead of you tomorrow. How long have we been going for? We've been going for four hours. <laughs> the listeners will be heard about an hour and twenty minutes. It's been a lovely chat. Yeah, it's, it's been, been great. You got questions? Anyway, I do. Well, see, I like the this. lovely patrons, people who support the show, they yeah, have lovely. dibs on asking you a question. Yeah. Okay. No matter how ridiculous, okay. you got to answer it. Yeah, yeah. not First a problem. First what is your pin number? No, there's no such thing as a pin number. Just a pin. <laughs> the Little Penguin says, two little questions. What was it like doing TMI from the Leicester Square studio, which they say the old MTV studio true mm, true true yeah um, yeah so, number uh, one number one square I'll give you a second question in a moment because it's, it's not adjacent look absolutely loved doing it at square it felt like you were a rock star you'd like you'd you'd come in on a Saturday morning like just about to go to work and do a live three hour like Saturday morning show bearing in mind it's one of our like earliest mm. shows that we did and you'd see people Coming back from the night out, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like it was crazy. We'd be go, we're like walking past, like, like walking past. You had a good night, have you? We're about to go to work. Yeah, stay around. You'll probably be in the show. Yeah. <laughs> so that oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, it, it was really great. And was. The, the, at the end of every show, we would do a challenge where we would be normally outside in Leicester Square Join and it just challenge. it just got bigger and bigger and by the end of the series there were crowds of people in Leicester Square because they knew we'd be out there at that time we, we did they a triathlon figured it out. Yeah, we, we did, did a triathlon oh yeah we did. you nearly died didn't you I nearly <laughs> died I couldn't do the last you thing. won it though you won the triathlon well I nearly died <laughs> You, have to you do didn't the... come to the rap party, did you? Because you nearly died. <laughs> no, mate, I'd definitely come to the rap party. All right, party. Okay, yeah, yeah. Do you not know me at all? 
you might have had a sleep and just lay yeah, down exactly. for half an hour yeah, yeah, yeah. and then get them yeah. on. But yeah. well, it was amazing doing it in Leicester Square. But the, it was bad as well because there was a pub literally next door oh, and God. we would come yes. off yeah. air. We'd been up since four. Uh, Twelve o'clock. straight in there and you'd, yeah, it wasn't. Part after work, everyone, yeah, go on, let's yeah. have it. And then, yeah. You'd but it's so sad that it's like a clothes shop now. You go into Leicester Square and you mm. look up at it and I can see the V. There's a big V that's the structure of the window. Yeah. Um, and the big V was the centre of the window and then TMI was in the middle and now yeah. it's just you can just see clothes hanging up and that. It's really odd. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Just, it's strange that. It is yeah. It's like when I go past TV Centre now if I'm down in London and just the thought of like, that bit still does this. That bit still does it. Yeah. That's flat. Yeah. Like, it's so what? bizarre. It's weird, what? isn't it? So bizarre. It's really weird. Uh, what else is weird? Little Penguin also says, can we expect any more of Sam's exotic fruit of the day? Oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> daddy fruit of the day. Daddy fruit of the day. Sam's exotic fruit of the day. Sam's exotic fruit of the day. Fruit of the day. Yeah, it was good, that. It was good. That yeah. was, again, though, that was a bit where it was like, we need something, and it was a last minute thing. It was like, what about we do Sam's exotic fruit of the day? And like, yes, yeah, okay. Yes. And then they went away and made a big prop hat thing and we just did this thing where it was like we wanted to just ad lib. And it was a moment where we would ad lib. Um, it was ridiculous. But it was funny. I'm glad was you it, remembered that. So Kumquat was one of them. Kumquat. Yeah. What's today's exotic fruit? What is the exotic fruit of today? A guava heart. Oh, there we go. Ooh, Ooh. I haven't had any fruit today, so that's not good. No, I haven't. What's an avocado? Is an avocado a fruit? Oh, good question. I don't actually know. It's 2019. It seems like it would be the. It would be one now. It's good fats. I know that. Yeah, it is good fats. Guacamole. Is a fruit? I don't think it would be. No. But anyway, yeah. Who knows? Um, I can't segue out of that. A Town 2001 Dev says, um, we sort of covered this in, in the pod, really, but like, um, why was TMI changed to Big Friday Windup? Now, it was two separate concepts, as we've discussed. Mm. So we've kind of covered that. But I'm going to spin it out a little bit. Had Friday Windup not sort of become the spiritual, spiritual successor to TMI Friday, what do you think TMI Friday would be now? Uh, I think it wouldn't have been on. TMI it, Saturday it, morning. It was really Again. weird. <laughs> it was really weird. Mm, we just we knew it was coming to an end. It was really mm. odd. And it was, so technically, it's, there was only five series of TMI. Yeah, yeah. It's quite T- a TMI Friday being the fifth. natural thing, wasn't it, when it, yeah. it ended? It wasn't like, oh, you're not giving us another series. Like it was kind of it had it had its day it had its you know its five years and that was enough we could not string anything else out of it yeah and like I said the next thing was to do something that was bigger than mm. TMI and and wind up certainly was that um, so yeah scaled up yeah scaled up by Jiminy hmm. and also TMI sorry to no, it's all right. all T- right. TMI like you said earlier Matt, it wouldn't work now because it, it needed the the core which was Ed Thomas and Jamie Ree. And if you've not got those, I'm not sure it'd be the same. Yeah, watered it's, down. It, yeah, yeah you'd, you'd either have to compromise a lot or try and... Mm. One thing that is tough about the changing teams within kind of kids' TV, because it can happen, people get assigned to the BBC, yeah, people aren't necessarily always attached to the same show they worked on last yeah. year. Mm. Um, I suppose one of the toughest things is maintaining that yeah. Um, yeah. vibe. And yeah, like you I say, agree. the key ingredient's missing... You know, is it gonna really? Yeah. Is it gonna yeah. really be the same thing, or is it gonna progress the way it yeah. should do? No, true. Like I do miss the like, live of it. I yeah, do miss the live. Yeah. The, so anarchy, the last live thing that we've it. done. Well, speaking of anarchy, Sean's puppets asks, uh, "Your episode of Hacker Time is one of the funniest things ever broadcast on the CBBC channel. Can you tell us a bit about what it was like making that show? I guess with that, it's." It, it, when you guest on a show, mm. you're not really involved in it so much as you. It happens to you, yeah. and then you move on. Yeah. Um, but Hacker Time was one of the shows that stuck around the longest in terms of 
some of that just happened to people and then moved yeah, on. Yeah. Do you have any memories of making that episode of Hacker Time? The, the only, the Aside only. from Wolf Bread been being in your house. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was the that was the bit that I was like, oh wow, okay, that's mm. that's pretty amazing to get my sister involved. Like, <laughs> I, I think it was, it was great hacker with hacker especially with him. He can get away with so much more than what you know a human person can get away with. You know, with his comedy and yeah. his timing, and you know, and we love Phil, like Phil who. Is spoiler alert? Yeah, um, <laughs> he's not Phil really. No, uh, no, no, no. he's Hacker really. Separate uh, entities. Yeah, separate. That share a body. Indeed. Um, <laughs> like Anthony well, Hopkins in Magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know the reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Halloween night today. You should watch. You should oh, watch yeah. it. Yeah. Go to bed. Yeah. Don't. You won't sleep. Sounds, um, sounds crazy. Um, ha- Hacker's amazing. Hacker time was lovely whenever we yeah. went on. What's good um, about shows like that as well is that we didn't have to learn a script. Yeah. So you just go on and it's all in Hacker's hand and you're just reacting, which is always really nice. Yeah. Uh, there might be a few lines that you throw in, but... No responsibility. Yeah, exactly, which is always quite <laughs> nice. Rock up. That's my kind of TV. Told yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Outcho Obsessive asks, um, have you taken inspiration from other double acts? And as examples, they put down like Dick and Dom, or Come Wise, etc., Def- definitely uh, Ant and Deck, Ant I and think. Deck, yeah, 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 without doubt. I think that whole the the warmth that Ant and Deck have is something that we've always aspired to because mm. there's there's different. You feel you feel safe with them. Yeah, I think you yeah. guys you guys have, have certainly um, emulated that trait of uh, of presenting and hosting shows. Absolutely, like y- you feel safe. Like, oh, yes, it certainly helps that your names are in the show's titles as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which we hated originally we did yeah I can imagine we I did. can imagine at first we did. it was like, like oh Weezy yeah. yeah. it was TMI like... Friday because they, they came we'd been doing TMI and Jamie and Ed said to us oh we want to call it Sam and Mark's TMI Friday and we hated the mm, idea we were like, like so insular and so arrogant uh, and but you know what? I mean I'm, I'm just waiting for Sam and Mark's Cracker Jack <laughs> boom <laughs> I'm just saying, like branding, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and of course, like with your track record, again, it's it's a seal of quality. By a certain point, people know what they're in for. If yeah. you guys are in the title of yeah. the show, they're like, right, Summer Mark show, great, yeah. we're there. I, lo- I genuinely own love it, it now. Own but, it. Oh god, own it, I remember lads. being in that office. It was like, oh god, yeah, it's like squeak, squeaky bum time. It's like, oh, no, really? <laughs> Which office was this? Um, <laughs> Chris Wood asks Summer Mark two things. Please say hello to my daughters, Lauren and Evie. Hello, Lauren and Evie. Hello, Lauren and Evie. Did you hear that, Lauren and Evie? <laughs> Didn't ask me to say Help hello, you very you? well. Help um, you well. Their question is, have you ever had an argument whilst filming? No. I don't think we've ever no. had an argument. Not, not a proper one. No. Like We've had like disagreements and stuff, but like, the thing is with me and Sam, like we're not confrontational people. If, if like We've lived together, and we always know if... One of us is not a hundred percent on that day, then the other person compensates for it and knows straight away. You know, mm. symbiotic at this point. Yeah, yeah. it really sense is. You kind of, you do kind of know. I think the only, the only time when we we again we would never have arguments, but say if we're, your face in. yeah, if we're if we're <laughs> if we're like if we've spent so much time together, we like we think we we run out of things to say to yeah, each other. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And so, but then we both know that. And we don't mind just being quiet in each of us company. It's, it's not, never that is, thing of like, oh god, this is awkward. Well, that's great though, isn't he? Yeah. To have like, it's like it's more of like a brother relationship. It's like if you're in a car and you're like, you're, you're thinking, oh man, what do I say here? Oh, this <laughs> is so awkward. Like we could be on a car journey for two hours and we say, 
right? Yeah. Yep. That's fine. And that's it. Yeah, fine. that's absolutely fine because like we're kind of in that mold now like we've known each other for 16 years like it's it's yeah. it's okay you don't have to fill the gaps <laughs> it's fine it's fine yeah, yeah. just hold hands yeah 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 that's fine gently kiss your neck chris, <laughs> <laughs> chris stevens that's so romantic chris stevens asks uh crackerjack is billed as a game show what are your favorite games that you played in your careers so like standout items on shows perhaps. one of them is in the new series of Cracker Jack it's, it's called Splatter so Jack yeah. we'll not give anything away no, but it is absolutely one. It's, it's one of the best games I think we've yeah. ever played I on agree. TV I agree uh, so much so that we're yeah. like it should be the end game yes. it's not the end game but it should be the end <laughs> game I've got I've got to say without a question without a question um, <laughs> without a question it is are you scared of the Nintendo oh yeah that was good where uh, on TMI yeah. Sam used to host the quiz and I was up against a kid where they'd like you'd have to hold what was it the stick of justice or something you had an egg on top of it egg yeah. of destiny egg of destiny and you had like different uh, like challenges that you had to do they put me in a snake pit I remember this yeah. I was there like, yeah. it's just like, your egg like and don't drop your egg are you kidding <laughs> don't drop me egg that was good that like, yeah. I, remember, I remember that afternoon. I remember yeah. being like, right, so if everyone could sort of like, if you get back behind there, that'd be great because we're going to bring the snakes in. It's like, wait, wine. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah. And like, and just some of them. Why are there snakes? Mark's going to be over there so, laying that. And what? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And they would just, they'd just stick me in there. Just there. But uh, like, I, I, cut to heads. Cut to heads. Yeah, heads. <laughs> what a show that was. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I, I must admit, I really, really enjoyed doing that because, like, for me, it's the best of both worlds because I love doing like their games and stuff, and also I had no script to learn, yeah, because <laughs> I was yeah. just doing the challenge, so it's fine. But also some of the silly games that you play on TMI, like we had Danny Harmer in once. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there was me, Mark, and Caroline, and the game was something like Danny Harmer's pajama drama banana farmer game <laughs> where basically there's a massive face of Danny Armour Mark and Caroline were dressed as farmers oh and they were also on a llama yeah. that's what it was yeah. and they had to throw bananas into Danny Armour's mouth <laughs> It was like, who comes up with this and when do they? But then there was a, there was a song, the Danny Hammer, banana drama, uh, pyjama, farmer game. <laughs> that was the catchy. Yeah, catchy. catchy. But then, but then did Danny Hammer ever play this game? I think she was on the stu- in the show that day, so that's why we played it. Um, but then also there was the... Um, imagine, imagine having no privy to that. Uh, yeah. But just being a face of the channel and the branding and stuff and just tuning in one day yeah. and randomly be like... What are they doing to my face? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is happening? But do you remember the series of They've got of a Big jingle Friday... for my face? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is yeah. The series of Big Friday Wine where we played Dad Pin oh. Bowling oh, and the yeah. dad was in a big ball <laughs> yes. a, above yeah. the audience that, was... that then he flew over the audience towards some Skittles. Brilliant. Yeah. It looked great, that as well. It was huge. It was brilliant. Right. Some sad news, oh. I'm afraid now. Your co-star, sad news is broken by Chewy Mort. Your co-star slash partner slash better half, delete as appropriate, has been struck down with a bad dose of man flu. Yeah, ooh. He'll that live. Could be bad. He'll live. Okay, cool. Oh, but in the meantime, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you have to choose a temporary replacement Good to be brought out of retirement. Oh, oh okay. okay. You can choose anyone, but the catch is, are you ready? Go on. They can't be human. They can't be human? Can't be human. And the example they're giving to narrow that down yeah. is alien, pot plant, blobby. You decide. 
So we're looking specifically within the realms of family entertainment. You have Ouch to have. Oh, good wow. one! Well you done. You'd have all the words though. Then. Yeah. Oh no, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what it does. I love out so you'd have all the script. Yeah, I do that. You know, that's good one. Outcho is just just so good. Like whenever I listened to like Ed and Outcho do their thing, mm. I was so jealous of their like their act. Because it is just wonderful. Yeah. It is just wonderful. So good. simple, but so weirdly layered as well. Yeah, like, like their little yeah. personality that they've got. And, and, and I, I loved it, I loved it. I was gutted when um, they didn't carry on with the Ed and Outcho. Um, so yeah, in a heartbeat, uh, like Outcho would be my... And I, I, we'd only do it in uh, auto queue anyway. Yeah, that's it's true. Fine. Yeah. I'll, just read it, I'll just read it, mate. It'd be quite nice to see what Otis the Aardvark's up to these days. Hey, yes, of course. Quite nice. like big old yeah. nose. Lovely it? Dave Chapman. I love Dave Chapman, He's who lovely. was yeah, Otis yeah. the Aardvark. So that'd be nice to also, work with I'm him. I'm trying to what Otis's lore is. I think Otis works in the BBC canteen. I think oh, it's really? the lore right. of where he is now. Okay, right. So I, so I assume he moved to Salford okay, within right. the lore of it all. Yeah. yeah. Like how yeah. Outcho's doing copywriting for the C- for CBBC. <laughs> Nice. In the law, where he is. Brilliant. You have to keep track of these things. Yeah, right? yeah. You've got to keep it's track of these things. Important. Yeah. Well, when you're doing a podcast like this, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Good question, though. That's like a good one. It. Thank you, Chewy Mort. Um, the last two questions are from Aoife. Aoife asks, what was the funniest moment on Big Friday Wind-Up? I think one of the funniest things, and I think it's the reason that that particular series or episode won a BAFTA, was on Big Friday Wind-Up when we wound Mark up in the Bake Off tent. Oh, man. So we were filming Junior Bake Off uh, in the summer and Wind Up, the production team were kind of developing the new series of Wind Up. And uh, I got a call saying, okay, we want to do a hidden camera prank on Mark. And I'm sure you'll agree with this, Mark out of the two of us is the more gullible one. Uh, he's the most intelligent. <laughs> he's the most intelligent out of us both, but he's definitely more gullible. Um, so we were like, we're all flawed. We're all human. <laughs> it's fine. So they were like, but we want, so we want you to be in on it. But it was amazing because, and still to this day, I don't think that the Bake Off team knew exactly what was happening. Nah. Because no, I don't right. think they would have allowed it. Because Bake Off are right. very, sort of love productions who do Bake Off, and rightly so, they're very precious about the brand and stuff. So It's a British institution. Mm. Yes, but someone who was working on it used to work in CBBC, so they just called and said, can we do some hidden camera film? And they were like, yeah, sure. So ah, what, right. what was amazing... It didn't go up to the top. No, yeah, 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 I don't think it did. No, 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 they, 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 had, they had a way in, Yeah, and yeah. That, that was like, that's fine, we've yeah. got it covered, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was amazing. So we were in, in the tent filming all day. The guys had already been in to rig the cameras. Yeah. So the cameras were already there whilst we were filming an episode of Junior Bake Off all day. Didn't have a clue. I was going to say, imagine you're not suspecting uh, anything because no. you're concentrating on this. and like no, They then yeah. sent in an actor to pretend to be a runner and for it to make it believable, again, they sent him into the Bake Off tent as if he was helping out with Bake Off. But he was going to be the actor within the wind-up. Yeah. Um, so he was there all day just walking around Pottering so we could say hello um, and then uh, so at the end of the day the, we finished filming Junior Bake Off and then the, the the whole prank was is that we were going to film some links trails for Junior Bake Off yeah. and some of them were international trails uh, ah. so we'd get Mark saying loads of different things in different languages and stuff like this but oh. <laughs> to make it worse is that mm. I uh, had to make my excuses and I weren't there but I was making my way back to it so at the end of filming I was like 
um, oh, I've, I've just spilt something down my top or oh, I had to give my car keys to my wife Anna mm. was actually staying at the time so it was it worked out nicely yeah, it really so I did to, <laughs> so I had to pretend to go off little did Mark know I was around the back of the Bake Off tent listening to it all and it was just amazing we had this uh, wonderful actor who was pretending to be a director and getting Mark to do all these trails which were really cheesy and stuff and then say things in, in different accents sorry in, in different languages Polish uh, yeah and he didn't know what he was saying, but he was saying something stupid. Um, I thought he was just big in Poland, or something. <laughs> yeah, and so, he yeah. genuinely we've had made it. We've blooming yeah, made, made it. Eastern Europe, here we come. He genuinely <laughs> had no idea it was going on until the last moment. I saw the switch in his brain because I know Mark very well. And the end bit was that the there was a big table with a cake in the middle, and it was as if it was the end of the trailer. Mark was saying, "Brand new Junior Bake Off. It's going to go off with a bang," and then the cake would explode in Mark's face. <laughs> So Mark, oh, I, at this point, when they were telling him what we wanted him to, do, they wanted him to do the, this fake director. I could see Mark's face; he was smirking a bit. I thought, <laughs> yeah. "All right, now he knows something's <laughs> up." But thankfully, it was right what? at the last minute, up to that point, up to the exploding cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything else, I was like, "Uh, no, this what? Point yeah, is uh, in for a penny." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, fine, okay." And, that, and there was one bit. It's like I actually gave my phone to someone because I thought I ain't yeah. getting cake on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so exactly. Like, Here you go, that. And then he knew. Then he yeah. knew. He knew. But it was brilliant. It was a lovely wind up. It had, you know, it had the the cross branding of Junior Bake Off and wind up. We were in the Bake Off tent. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, then that that, sh- that was the show that got put forward for a BAFTA, and it, and it won it. So and I and I genuinely think it was down to that VT. It was brilliant. I agree. So the gullibility was a superpower in the end. Yeah. Yep. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Captain Gullible Avery. Bet they never did that on um, How to Be a Superhero. What that was it? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, love that show. Love that show so much. Gullibility is the greatest superpower. <laughs> You're right, Stan. What did he just? Say? Um, oh, bless him. Oh, I'm gonna have before I forget. Like, yeah. so how much filming did you do with Stanley? A lot, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Quite really, a bit. Did, you hold, did you hold his little his little bodice in your arms? Well, and the say, thing is, that was like 2000 and, <laughs> 2007, seven, seven, twelve years ago, and he only died yeah. like a few years ago, didn't he? Three. Uh, Ooh, end last year. No, it was last year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I, 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 based on when this airs, uh, yeah. end of the year before last. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, he was so, so yeah, lovely, he, Stanley. He was a wonderful yeah, man. You know, the, a couple of lovely little fella. Yeah, yeah, the legend that he is, and you know, and, and I, incredible it, that we got that access that to him and that. It oh, was amazing. Incredible. It was amazing, and he was just great. And there was a lot that he had to do. Cause, well, he gave all the challenges. Yeah, he was basically filming a hell of a. I think a lot I of just it. Turns to an octogenarian and be like, "So here's your script for the day." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much like that. It was yeah. nuts. He was so he, cool. he, but he was so cool. He was. He gave us all his time, and he's. It was just lovely, and it was just a nice thing to have him in that show when yeah. it needed him. It would. It would have been rubbish without. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was just great. It was, and, and you know, a nice thing for us to be able to go out to LA and film. We do, we've done very little sort of abroad filming mm. uh, during our time at CBBC. So it's uh, that was a nice thing. I don't think that will change anytime. No, 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 no. But it does technically make you two part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, then. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because you there were we in something with Stan yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. showing up in Avengers Five, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the it. thing what I love is that I've still got the. So obviously the, the winner. Yeah, uh, was a, a kid called H2O Man, uh, and the, one of the prizes was that he'd have his own comic, mm. um, th- which was made, and that 
the story was by Stan Lee. Yeah. Um, so I have still that original comic yeah, and it, signed yeah. by Stan Lee, um, which is just amazing because it's so a, a one-off thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, this is this is this is it. Yeah, like, this here, yeah. this is the one. Yeah. And, and he signed it. And, and he put his John uh, Hancock to put it on into it. perspective. Um, H2R man will be twenty-five now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That yeah, yeah, that's that is the one the one drawback of working on on channels and stuff like CBBC is every now and again yeah. you get reminded of mortality. Twenty five, yeah. that, mm. that lad will be. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I forget there was a few years ago actually we were doing something else, filming somewhere else. It's incredible. And this <laughs> young lass came up to I think she must have been eighteen at the time and she said, "You remember H two O man?" Yeah. We were like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> He's my friend, Carl. Look, here he is. And there's a picture of him in a, in a bar with yeah. all his mates. It's like, and it's ripped, like, it's like, like ripped. It's like, oh my god! Actually, looking is, like a superhero. This is ridiculous. Yes. You kept your eye on like news reports after that. I'm just like H two O man. Stra- oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he took it to heart. He's out there now. Amazing. <laughs> Throwing water at people. Um, uh, and uh, the second question from Ethan. It seems like an appropriate place to leave the pod. Is what can we expect from season thirty of Cracker Jack? Oh god! Now it's season thirty. Season thirty. Uh, well, it's series one of Sam yeah. and Mark Cracker Jack. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, uh, Star I, Trek: The Next Generation of Cracker Jack. Wow, it really is, isn't it? Um, I, I think I think we're going to give a lot of nods to back in the day. Um, it's for a 21st century audience. It's bigger. Um, it's it's got sketches. It's got games. It's just got just heart at, at the very core of it um, and I, I don't know about you Sam but I just I've, I've enjoyed absolutely every minute of it so mm. far and we're only halfway through the first yeah. series so. and as a show as well we're trying to we're filming it in blocks but we're trying to film each block as live mm. so we film about four sequences quite big sequences but we do it all in one so even if we make little mess ups, we carry on because Which we, we want do. it to be as live as possible. <laughs> but then obviously we do have to break for bringing in big games and stuff like that. Mm. So hopefully it will look like a live show, which is great. Yeah. Um, as live. As live. As, yeah, yeah. As live. And it's yeah. um, my favourite character from Lion Witch in the Morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, it's got line. it's got the same heart as Wind Up. So all that, which was the thing I was worried about, because Wind Up's been done so well, and when people knew that Wind Up wasn't coming back, or we told them it was being rested, they were like, "Oh, when's Wind Up coming?" Oh no, we love Wind Up. And like you said, it's that mm. appointment telly. People sat in front of the telly, eating as a family, watching our show. I was like, "Oh, I hope we don't lose that." Mm. And I really don't think we have. I think as soon as people watch the brand new season of Cracker Jack, they'll think. Oh, this is familiar, as in mm. like it's Sam and Mark on a Friday night, live big studio audits, but it's a brand new show, so it, it's exciting. It ticks a lot of boxes, it's very variety based, and that's why for us it's an incredible thing to do because mm. it, it ticks the boxes for presenting. We love the acting side of it, and we love the messy games with you know the, the Joe public, so yeah. it really, really does. It's a lot messier than Wind Up, actually. It is, it's it gone is a bit a more messier. old school gunge wise, which obviously the old Cracker Jack was a bit like that as well. So, yeah, Got yeah. To get the funhouse hoovers out, and no, yeah, exactly, clean it yeah. All. exactly. And the first actual episode, we don't know when it actually goes out yet. Oh, yeah, the first crazy. actual episode, we'll not say who, but there are some lovely cameos from past presenters oh, so so watch lovely. out for that it's a lovely lovely episode so. Cracker Jack the 25th entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> <laughs> will uh, we'll air uh, well you'll find out from me at the end giving the credits um, <laughs> thanks so much gents oh, for doing thanks. this always pleasure. a pleasure really pleasure, appreciate mate. it pleasure. Um, please never stop being on telly 
Like, oh, please wow. keep being on screens. Oh, well, that's very kind. Very I say that on behalf of the audience and also on behalf of me because then I can borrow your pass and yeah, <laughs> good idea. <Sneak> in. <laughs> Pick up my favourite You can. You can. <laughs> Cheers, man. Out of the Broom Cupboard this month featured special guests Sam Nixon and Mark Rhodes. The show is presented and produced by Christopher Johnson. The music is Break Time by Kevin McLeod. Please check out his website. It'll be listed in the description. There are loads of royalty-free music. Just make sure to credit him. And the brand new series of Cracker Jack, as of the release of this show, is a few episodes in. You can catch up on BBC iPlayer. If, of course, you pay your licence fee. If you don't, then uh, don't come crying to me. Just pop around to a friend's house and watch it. And, uh, 